Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is uh, adventure number nine. Glad to have you here. Uh, we are live streaming right now on twitch.tv slash Inglorious Bards every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're also coming to you on every podcast platform there is in the world and YouTube if you want to catch our previous videos. Uh, let's get a recap of what happened during our last adventure. Iggy was drunk, so very drunk, that he passed out. And so the adventurers left him in the inn while he uh, sobered up and laid low because he was also very, very hunted by House Vaz. So uh, the rest of us went on to go check out uh, Phineas Tumblepots to see what he said. On the way there, he told us about Tarkan, who led us to Lord uh, Eanderbor. We, the heroes went and visited the Lord, found out that he was a great big uh, champion for the Grey Wolf and offered a uh, stay for everybody. And uh, then also offered to get us introduced to Devar uh, from the Wolves of Pro uh, from the Mirskan Grey Wolves. While we waited for him, uh, the heroes then took off to the gardens to go find some information that Phineas had sent them for, uh, looking for information off of a scroll or uh, some sort of rubbing that he was indicating, and to find some blue crystals. They ended up diving down in underneath the gardens into the sewers, encountered another adventuring party who looked like they were going for the same treasure, and then fell into a pit to fight a giant guardian ghost. They found what they were looking for, relieve Jix of some treasure and we are ready to get for the next part so with that let the adventure begin you bastards just left me at the inn while you went off adventuring after stirring up trouble with house vast we thought it best if we if you kept a low profile our six heroes move through the streets of mirskan under the cover of darkness I can take care of myself. Hell, I can take on that whole friggin' house vest with just one hand. That's the exact attitude that got us into this mess and precisely what we are trying to avoid. A woman opens her door to empty a bucket and Idrisil instinctively draws his bow on her before relaxing. Truth be told, Ziggy, you were more than a little sloshed from the night before. We figured a little rest would do you good. Nah, we dwarves have stomachs of iron. I can hold my beer. You're made of like 83% beer. Idrisil points down an alley and the group moves on, always watching to see if anyone is following. So where are we headed? Are we gonna fight somebody? Nah. Now we did that last night. Well, then, are we gonna get our hands on some treasure? Uh, nah, we did that too. Uh, are we gonna uncover some ancient mystery or something? Um, oh, no, nope. We did that about an hour ago. Well, what didn't you do? Well, we didn't victoriously win a battle with ease. <laughs> so you got your asses handed to you without old Igno leading the charge. 
Everyone looks away from Iggy, which makes the dwarf smile even more. After walking in silence for a bit, Xanner speaks up. Oh, 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 you know what we did? We found a treasure map on a giant stone tablet that leads to something called the Nexus. What, what did the map show? It was less a map and more a flourish of words. No, never mind. Oh, oh, and we ran into another adventuring party with a wizard lady and a wayfarer of Carahel. Supposed wayfarer. Yeah, sure. And did you see all, did you all see that halfling thief? <laughs> she was so friendly and cute too. I think she smiled at me. Our gnome here may have a crush. What, me? No, shut up, you guys. What? It's, it's just, it's, it's just silly. Shanner and halfling shitting in a tree. Don't. sheep. What, what, what the hell would you call the offspring of a gnome and a halfling? Mm, a gelfling? I'm pretty sure that's trademarked, guys. The heroes <laughs> come out of an alley and into a wide avenue in the upper-class district called Thale. They walk past beautiful trees planted between shops and fancy hanging lanterns that cast a warm glow across the cobblestone street. So where are we headed? We're headed to the Elderbrook Estate, home of one of the Grey Wolf's allies here in the city. Lord Yendemore is his name. He's a good man who knows the political scene here and has offered to quarter us in his estate for as long as we need. Uh, he has the connections with the wolves here in Miscon that we need. We're headed to a meeting with them now, a man named Devar. How is this Lord Yendemore? And Devar, fella, gonna help us. Uh, you have it backwards, my friend. The question is, how do we help them? Well, does this lord at least have some drinks for this thirsty dwarf? All you can handle there, Ingster. Nice, I need to get filled back up to 83%. <laughs> You guys arrive at the Elderbrook Estate and knock upon the door. After a brief moment, you uh, see the door unlock and standing before you is the caretaker of the place uh, who has a nice little servant uniform on, an older fellow with thinning hair. And he says, mm, yes. Uh, it's Josh. Hi. Right this way. And he opens the door further and lets you in. He takes a second glance at this kind of rough looking dwarf, but closes the door behind him anyways, lets you guys in and says, Lord Endemore will see you in his meeting room. Would you like me to show you the way? Uh, please do. He walks five feet to the door to the meeting room and takes you right in. Uh, you go inside. There are two people. You've been the there. most helpful manservant we've ever run into. <laughs> and uh, inside, there's the old man, Lord Yendemore, dressed in stylishly expensive outfits. A little out of date, but it looks good. And then there is another man. He has a kind of a fancy uh, top coat on top of some really grungy clothes. He's got an unkept beard. He doesn't look to, he looks pretty scraggly. And they're sitting in this meeting room with a big, nice table, some chairs, big paintings and sconces, very fancy room. Um, 
Lordy Endemore says, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Please come in. Welcome, welcome. I uh, brought my uh, associate, uh, Devar, here, just as I mentioned. Chumley, close the door! And Chumley closes the door. Uh, this is uh, Devar. Devar, these are the uh, newest possible members of the, the wolves. Devar's there, and he looks at you, and he says, Hey, I'm Devar. Hey, Devar. <laughs> Hi! I'm Xander. We're the defenders of the realm. You're really loud there, gnome. You're so quiet. What did you say? I... Uh... Xander, <laughs> s- settle down. I've been, <laughs> I've like been a wolf. I'm, I'm Shut up. I've been a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a wolf for almost two years, doing my best to help the king get back, and I haven't even met him. And I've heard you've had that honor. Can't, I'm going to say I'm a little jealous. Uh, Can I just, tell him now? It just steps forward before Xander gets to do that. And it's just like, I, we've made good friends and allies with uh, the Grey Wolf himself. Where do you stand in his allegiance? I've been fighting for his cause and for his right to retake his throne here in Mirskan for two years. I've been out on the streets. I've been stealing what needed to be stolen, putting in the good word where it needed to be put in, and fighting against this Senate for a long, long time. And I'm glad to hear that he's getting closer and closer to taking his throne back. So you know these streets well? I know them very well. Good. We could use someone with your um, connections and talents. I run the up... What? Huh? Yeah, yeah, we need someone who knows the streets of Michigan real well. Yeah. <laughs> Says Jix jealously. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's been here within the last four to five months who knows the league today right now. Well, <laughs> I've been running the wolf operation here for, for at least a year. There's not a, a lot of us left. They've been really putting the pressure on us the last uh, few months. I've seen some good men and women hanging from ropes out on the city with people spitting on them, priests taunting our cause. So it's good to see some new blood here. We saw that priest. I burned those signs off their necks. I knew that those weren't real wolves. He's done that before. We saw him in Tabernary. It's good to meet you too, sir. Our, Our little gnome friend here does mean well, even though he's loud. I'm a gnome! And, and and who who might you be? I haven't had the, the pleasure, sir. I am Lord Endemore, uh, uh, owner of this manor and uh, ally to the one true king. I'm Ignal Heverybringer. A I, pleasure. I know you've, you've met uh, my, my cohorts here before. I was, I was off on a secret mission. Ooh, do tell. Secret, secret mission. Secret. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Maybe, we will try to be as, we'll be as forthcoming as we can. Uh, I would say for now, uh, you are free to speak as, as, as much as you want about uh, the king here within this room. But beyond this, I would be very cautious uh, who you uh, speak with about the king. In any way, identifying as an ally to the Grey Wolf will certainly get you killed here in the city. 
Uh, let us have some drinks and talk about some options. Chumley, bring us some drinks. Speaking He's of like chum- right there. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chum balls, uh, where's she standing with this whole uh, wolf alliance thing? Uh, Chumley opens up the door and asks for the drink orders, and you guys give him some strange requests. <laughs> and uh, he says, okay. Uh, and as he's leaving, uh, his uh, lord, Endemore, says, uh, uh uh, Chumley does not have opinions on and on things. Chumley is, a, is an excellent attendant. Isn't that right, Chumley? Chumley turns around. Yes, my lord. I all get the drinks, Chumley! And then Chumley goes off and closes the door. Uh, as I was uh, about to say, uh, we need to have a bit of a discussion uh, this evening. There are many things to talk about. Uh, now that you are here, uh, we have... Uh, options of what we can do instead of uh, uh, running low on people and having our numbers dwindle down. We have access to such great heroes as yourselves. In particular, we have uh, our goal to bring back the king and end the Senate. Uh, To do this, there are political methods we must do and uh, must do so with a bit of... uh, uh, humility, a bit of caution, a bit of diplomacy. And I am goal of those. I'm super cautious. I can do diplomacy uh, like nobody else, and I'm adorable. Uh, I guess one out of three is not too bad. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> just roll a die. Just, just all, yeah, all exactly. the I hope it's the right one. Uh, you, the other guy, Devar, says, well, the other thing we got to watch out for is we got to get some dirty work done, too. No one else is going to do it. Just sitting here in fancy rooms. We got to make a difference. The dirty work mind, is uh, what we're going to excel more at than uh, <laughs> hobnobbing around. Lord Endemore says, well, I, I, I hope you can somehow satisfy both requirements. We, we, need, we need political allies and we need dangerous work done both. The rough fellow Devar says, we got several houses here in the city, each of them collections of nobles. And in particular, we got one enemy that stands out above them all. And that's the most powerful house in the city. And that's House Nakor. These people have been running wild the last two decades, making hand over fist with money, coins just coming in. They don't want that to stop. They've got money flowing in, easy money into the senators, buying them off and getting their way. And they're they're able to sway political movement within the Senate in in any way they want. They need to be one of our first targets. We need to slow them down and somehow stop the cash going into the Senate. But their source of income. They own so much of this city. They have been focused on manipulating markets, managing costs and expenses and making big plays right at the perfect time. Some would say almost too perfect. They were strong before the king left and they've got even stronger since. The Senate 
the Senate rules. We all know that. But the House Nakor can make whatever they want happen, happen. So they like to short shell the residuals, I see. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. The Senate, they, uh, I don't know, they've got... They've got their own power that they want, and they obviously they don't want to uh, they don't want to give that up. And neither does House Nakor. They want everything to keep going the way it is, and they sure as hell don't want a dangerous fight uh, happening. But they will. They will fight tooth and nail if necessary to prevent the king from returning. So my goal, and my and I'm, and I'm hoping it's your goal is to one day have King Faon enter Mirskan, walk into the Senate, declare his goddamn return and take this throne. We'll do it with loss of life if we have to, but as peacefully as we can. The more we do now, the easier it is for him later. We would hope that the Senate would welcome Faon with open arms after we've had our say. That's the stupidest thing I've heard. Mm-hmm. The Senate hates him. The Senate wants nothing to do with him. The Senate wants his existence wiped out if they could, if they had the balls to do it. It just still notices all his friends sort of giggle after he says that, but he holds firm and just says, I hear not all in the Senate share that same value. There are some still loyal to the Great Wolf. Uh, that, that's true. That's true. I would I would agree with that. Uh, there are some who uh, have loyalty to the old blood, but they they uh, they grow uh, fewer and fewer as the years go by. I try to stay connected where I can, but I find myself invited to fewer events these days, and fewer meetings and gatherings, and my connections have have grown uh, a, a bit tender at times, but I'll, I'll provide what assistance I can on the on the political spectrum. How does attacking the house, uh, Nikkor, in regards to these assets or attacking the monies make uh, the king more welcome? Like I said, Nakor funds the Senate. The Senate gets their money. The Senate makes things happen. If the Nakor and the Senate are completely in bed together. The Senate doesn't have money. They're not businessmen. They're not owners like that. Nakor makes the coin. If we can stop or hinder or limit or hurt the coin going into the Senate, that's a that's weakening them. That's where we can hit them where it counts. You know anybody that uh, was gonna know the inner workings of House Nakor? Well, that's the danger. You, you, if you strike at the house, you've got to you've got to be precise, and you've got to make sure they don't know who you are. The last thing you want ever is having some house out hunting for you, because that's a death sentence. What would you say is the um? um what, the, What's going the on with this little one? What's the relationship between the four houses and Mishkan? Say that again. What's the relationship right now? What's the political environment, if you will, between the the four ruling houses here in Mishkan? Well, you've got uh, House Nakor, who would... uh, 
runs the show, I think is fair to say, at least when it comes to uh, any house infighting. They've got the coin. They've got the they've got the private soldiers. Uh, I, I think that's an easy thing to say. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, you have House Summerall, and they're pretty much scattered. They're more of, uh, I don't know, they remind me of some of the old churches that used to try and take care of the homeless and the needy. They don't have much power at all. Uh, we're grateful for them, but uh, they're not a player in the political spectrum at all. Do any of the houses seem to have some sort of um, alliance, maybe working relationship? The houses, in my experience, hate each other and would never, ever consort with one. That's that's not entirely true. I, I believe uh, the houses uh, have at time uh, connected uh, from time to time to support each other. Uh, you have Nakor with their funds and their soldiers. You have Relmar with their magic. You have Voss with their thieves and and, uh, and, and, and and underworld connections, and they sometimes interact. But but I, I still have a feeling there are huge rifts between all three and uh, efforts to um, uh, increase those those wedges uh, would be good. Uh, my only concern is I don't know what would happen uh, if the king arrives. That is a huge change to the status quo of what is happening. I don't. I we know for sure Nakor would do anything to avoid that. I don't know where where Relmar and House Vass uh, fall within that. The king's arrival would shake things up dramatically. Yes, that that the wedge thing. If if we were able to take uh, House Vass or House Relnar or both and have them try to attack House Nakor, we would put the, the dividing line in between and we would separate the Senate from the houses. We could get the houses to all fight each other, making the Senate powerless, letting the king come in, filling it, what I would think could be called a power like vacuum or like a big suction area. He would take that part over and then he would be the hero for everything because he was fixing all the fighting that was happening in the houses. I have an idea. This is your diplomat. <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> What's your idea? Um, uh, Javar, you said? Yes. Yes. Um, Jix pulls out from his little pouch his signet. Uh, my name is Jex of House Shimmerall. I propose, if we can devise a plan, having House Shimmerall, um, perhaps pitting the other houses against each other, we could create the exact scenario that, that, uh, Janner here, um, has somehow pulled out of his ash. You're welcome! It's a bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more. Here's my plan. House Shimmerall, as you said correctly, it's a benevolent house. Um, we've spent time and money and resources um, trying to help the people, uh, mostly the people who cannot help themselves. If... Um, how Shimmerall could persuade, perhaps, uh, one of the other houses to get behind some sort of um, grand idea of of garnering the people's uh, 
admiration through helping them, through uh, providing uh, for those who need provisions. Um, social service, we could say. That could cause jealousy among the other two houses as the people begin to uh, to support um, this uh, the third house. This could set up the political environment that we need for the good king to come back in and provide rest and peace and ultimate authority to Mirshkan. Spoken like a true diplomat. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, no offense, I, I didn't think you were a member of any house at all there, uh, Goblin, but uh, that's that's good news. If you got ins, uh, yeah, I think we should exploit that at, at any. I I would I would I would warn some caution, says Lordy in the more. Uh, if we, uh, how do I say this delicately? The house Summerall, I think, is a delicate flower, and it is beautiful, and it and it, and it pollinates the bees that come, and it is it is wonderful. And then you have boots of Nakor that could easily stomp it, and the knives of uh, House Vast that could slash it apart, and giant fireballs from Ralmore. I, I think we would have to be extremely cautious with any actions or how Summerall would easily be wiped out of the city once and for all. Yendermore, I, I agree. It's, it's, um, it's a risky proposal, but it's one that uh, I could talk to my parents about and see if they are willing to take. Yeah, you talk to mommy and daddy. You see what well, they can do. It's, it's pops summer. and mutter. House Summerall also has something that none of the other houses have. They have us. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Half the group strikes her own poses and holds it. The other half are just like... "Uh." (laughs) Uh... Well, I've got some word on one way. If you can work on that... I've got a way that we might be able to affect House Nakor now. I don't know if it'll be big or if it'll be small, but agents from House Nakor spent some time talking to a small-time gang leader on the docks at Long Pier. That's not their style. That's way beneath them. That got my interest. And not long after that, these same agents of Nakor were spotted watching uh, the Madison Trade Warehouse on Long so they seem really interested in something going or coming or arriving in Mirskan. I think disrupting whatever's going on there, that'll be a good start to get them on the back foot. And would it be beneficial to try to do that in such a way that uh, maybe another of the houses is implicated in that disruption? Lord Endemore says, uh, I might be able to uh, help with that. I was going to use this as an example, uh, in case any of you are not familiar, uh, but I do happen to have a small banner, and he opens up a cupboard and pulls out just a rolled piece of cloth. It's about maybe uh, two foot by three foot, almost like a thick little flag, and it has some harsh red triangles, shapes, and some yellow background circle. Uh, man, it's describing the the image from the show V 
for some reason to me right now. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he says this is uh, this is a banner from uh, uh, the House Vast that I have somehow acquired. We don't need to go into why, uh, but uh, this might be of value to you. Um, but I only have the one, so use it wisely. He hands it to the group speaker and diplomat, Jix the Goblin Alchemist. Thank you, uh, Lord Gengemar. This is, this is quite a find. We'll put it to good use. Could we sure. get more of these or have more of these made from the other houses? Um, I could see about that. I would have to pay quite a sum, particularly for... The, the hey. hush money. We don't want to be caught making another house's banner. What about that textile guy that with the nose? Oh, uh, never mind. No? Oh, I, yes, of course. Oh, Gremel. And um, looking at Jix, um, do we not have a few daggers that came from House Vass's Stockpile? Uh, yeah, I think I have two or three. That's right. <gasps> oh, and what if we got some of those robes? Like those uh, like those casters that they wear. If we got some of those yellow robes, those seem pretty vassy. <laughs> what, yeah. wait, like, like, like the people who came to pull off some sort of heist just like uh, denuded themselves and left their robes there hanging out? Or one of their people is killed and left at the scene. And instantly disappears, leaving just a robe. No. I'm saying that we can disguise ourselves in the robes. Kill a couple of those yellow guys. And then and just dump, dump them. them. Yeah. Dump them with House Nikor. This Gosh. is a good plan. I think we got something to do this this uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried we'd be bored. <laughs> Devar says the man uh, that the uh, Nakor agent spoke to. He's uh, he's uh, he's a punk. He's a gang leader named Zerl. Uh, I would see uh, what his connection is. He might know something. I wouldn't trust him at all, though he's a bastard. Where's he at? He hangs out on Long Pier, I think the northern side of the docks. And he works for House Vass? He works for himself. He's an idiot. Fair. Oh, uh, you know, um, you're talking about some dangerous work. Uh, I also have uh, something that you might be able to assist with as well. I have my own little uh, mission uh, idea that perhaps uh, might be worthy of some attention. Um, do any of you know uh, the old uh, Senator Kethad uh, of the Senate? He gets Blank's looks from across the room. Oh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he is particularly worried about the king's return, as, as many of the senators are. They've been hearing rumors. Uh, and Senator Kethad, his job is to keep the other senators in line. I, I don't have dealings with him myself. He and I don't get along, obviously, but I, I do try to, to, to keep an ear as to what's going on. Uh, recently, I hear he's been trying to persuade a jittery Senator Greyer. 
He wants to keep this uh, Senator Greyer aligned at all costs. And uh, I, I believe in my interactions with Greyer, and it's been over a month, I know, but Greyer is terrified of the return of the king, and he doesn't know which side to take. Now, I know that's not good in an ally, and particularly in a cause like this, but when it comes to votes, it comes to maybe shaking things up a bit. Uh, I think perhaps shaking up Senator Greyer uh, might be a good step. Oh, bless you. By Soline, bless you. And... Uh, Thank you! Of course. Of course. Uh, now, um... Uh, uh, the older Kethad, he's been working Grier, trying to put him at ease and keep his votes aligned in. Uh, but I feel that one good push could send Grier out of Kethad's grasp. Maybe start some sort of crack, some sort of splitting within the Senate. I think striking fear into Senator Grier would do the trick. Show him the Grey Wolf is about to return. That these rotten senators are far from untouchable. Although the issue is... They are pretty much untouchable. We'll see about that. I have one option. A lead? A lead! I like having leads. Um, Who keeps clicking on this non-playable character? Uh, if if you if if uh, if you if you agree with me with this with this plan. Kethed has been treating Senator Greyer to the Waterfalls Bathhouse, of which I am uh, a member, uh, a gold member, yes. Uh, and uh, they... Go, go uh, yeah, what? Oh, they have showers, yes. Uh, and from... Uh, uh, they share words and uh, they connect a bit, and it's every other day I have spotted the two senators each morning relaxing in Kethed's private bathing suite. That's where Greyer can be reached. You will not get to the Senate floor. You will not get to the uh, noble houses uh, at the top of Mirskan. But there, within the Waterfalls bathhouse, I think sending a direct message there where there is no doubt in his mind that the king is returning and that no senator is outside the reach of the Grey Wolf, I think that would have a big impact. We'll keep it under, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it in mind. Okay, please do. There's a vote coming in about two weeks to imprison anyone caught aiding the wolves in any way. And of course, this will pass without trouble. But I think Senator Greyer's deciding vote might start to sway if we have signs showing him the king's return. I think it's time we start unraveling the Senate bond itself. I've got so many ideas! <laughs> Sanders head explodes. Gonna need a whole like side one off just for Xander's ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you speak often of what we can do with the senators and what we can do with the houses. Has there been any word of the wolf himself? I have I have not heard any direct the, my most recent information uh, are you arriving here in Mirskan it is great information but that that is the most recent you saw him uh east of Tavernry uh, on on uh heading out uh, I believe you said uh, further to the east I, I I do not know when he will come this has been a long plan it's been uh, 
a long effort. This has been a campaign going on for some time. And I can feel, though, that something is happening, especially with your arrival. There's an electricity and an excitement. So what is your plan to do the, the bathhouse waterfall thing? Uh, what do you mean, my friend? How, how are you going to make it happen? Well, ah. Uh, Who you got lined up? Well, uh, well, you. What? Uh, uh, why me? The, the lot of you. You are the ones that are here and able to make things happen. I can't intimidate some senator beyond it being beyond my normal countenance. I, I, I can't have my name attached. I am. Well, I, I, you know, people. I'm. You. You have. A vash banner of all things. You, you, uh-huh. um, I can I mean, do it. You must have contacts. Why? Why not use one of your guys? I'm a guy. Yeah, you. You are my guys. Uh, I'm the guy. Uh, look, I. I have. I have uh, some resources here and some connections to old allies of the king. But the greatest allies the Grey Wolf has, they are sitting before me. The, the six of you, the seven of you, he says, also including Devar. We have lost many wolves. There are very few, and we cannot last much longer unless we can take action. No offense to, to dear uh, Devar here, but we, uh, we, I think we are beyond trying to recruit and beyond trying to spread word throughout the town of the great king. We need to start taking action, and you are, you are a godsend. I'm a godsend! All right, one final question. Yes. When you take 5318-0085, turn it upside down and read it backwards, what's it say? Uh, I don't follow. Boobies. You, you didn't pass. All right. What's happening? I don't know. It involves math, but that reminds me. We will and tell Theon of your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you have failed. calculator in fourth grade. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me, he opens up a drawer and he pulls out a stack of platinum coins and puts it on the table. I, I have a, a little bit of asset here. I would like to help get your operate hold, get your operation here in Mirskan started. Uh, and he hands four platinum pieces to each of you. Oh, nice. Wow. Keep in mind, a platinum is worth 10 gold, so that is a total of 240 gold he's just handed to the group. Four platinum each. Should not have this much money. I gotta go give this away! (laughs) (laughs) I hope you put it to good use for our cause. I I know there are things that come up, and I'm sure there will be even more expenses. I, I will see if I can scrounge together some uh, some other money that that won't be necessary look if you guys need cash i've got i've got someone for you if you're looking for work it's not easy work it's work on the darker side of the city but there's a man who pays well for dangerous work if you need money go see him he'll get you profitable jobs he works out of he works out of a place called Trade and Scribes in the High Bricks District, but he ain't much of a scribe. He's simply called the bookkeeper. Tell him you ran into me, he'll get you set up. He's got money, and he he can take care of you. The book, 
Keeper. He sounds nice. Sounds uh, familiar to me. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Keeper. Sounds um, like we might be sent on a mapping mission to go see how many kobolds are on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess we say our farewells to the two of them. All right. He says, well, Maybe. I think this has been an excellent talk. Uh, uh, Sir uh, Ignal, Heavybringer, um, we yes. will, uh, I will get you a comfortable, relaxing room for you to unwind. Chumley, get us a room! And Chumley appears and escorts you to a, your private suite. Nice. Thank you very much. Is this, it's evening time? Oh, yes. It's nighttime? Yep. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Jix, I think, is going to... Uh, hey, guys, a question. What? Who wants to sleep over at my house? Everybody sort of looks away and... Uh, uh, my own room here. Uh, mm. I mean... Can we just stop by? We can stop by and see a little mother in the morning. We could, but it's a little easier to get her tipsy at night. What do you need to get her tipsy for? (laughs) To raise my allowance. (laughs) To get her on board with this idea. This idea of mine to, like, work with uh, one of the other houses and create chaos in the city. All that, you know? Do you maybe not want to explore a few other options we have in front of us before you pull them into it? I would hate to put, I would hate to put your mother and father into a place where they could be harmed. I understand, and I and I appreciate <laughs> he that. He says not sure. threatening at all. Um, I think it, you I think here. it doesn't hurt to butter the bread a little early. If you need to go talk to mother, I'll I will I will join you. Very much appreciated. And I just look at this big empty room and like a little tear. <laughs> well, it is it is it is really late, FYI. Yeah, let's talk to him tomorrow. All right then. How about tomorrow? We'll stop in for dinner, get mom a little liquored up, and. Um, persuade them to be thinking about this this plan. Okay. Okay. I, I will join you. All right. You guys uh, relax. This place is almost like a hacienda. It's uh, a square, almost like a Roman type thing where you got the square, a building around a, a large courtyard in the middle. Uh, there's nice tiles. There's some uh, stone table with uh, chairs. There's some trees with swaying in the wind and some grass of which Sildren, before going to bed, communes a bit, meditates a bit next to the tree, one of the few he can actually relax with here in the city. You guys each have your own rooms. They're really nice rooms, uh, very cozy and comfortable. Probably the nicest rooms you've been in and for many, many months. And anything you guys want to do before we hit the morning time? Yeah, let's let's talk some. All right. Just wants to fit with talking. his magic sling. <laughs> oh, children! Every time! Let's have some words. Uh, you guys gathered. It's late. Everyone else is asleep. If you need to scream Chumley, he will, of course, wake up at any time you need to. But it's just you guys. Oh. You're awake. You're in the courtyard. And uh, yeah, we took, uh, we stole the Andamore's little bell that he has for Chumley. <laughs> just in case we need it. 
Yes, yes, children. So we can, it would be very simple for, I, I think, myself to handle Senator Greer um, with a few spells, um, with a few tricks up my sleeve to convince him to, that the wolf is on his way back. Um, I would just need a, a night to prepare um, some s- specific things. Um, and we have several other uh, avenues to pursue. Which ones do are, are we going to go after? Well, I mean, I don't think we need any money at the moment. Um, so you're thinking you want to go to the, the bathhouse in the morning? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I can. I mean, that would be almost. Should all go? I think that would almost be easy. Yeah, I could. It's something I feel I could handle by myself. What about uh, this long pier place where uh, House Nicor is hanging out? We've got this banner, or do we want to wait a couple days on that and get something more prepared? No, talking to this gang leader, seeing what's happening there should be pretty high on our priority list. So, Brenros, I know there's things you want to do in the city. There are a few things. And if I may, and with all due respect to the queen, uh, to the king, rather, uh, the queen's business is foremost in my mind as well. Remember, there's still one chalice remaining. There is. It is not not close to where we are, but there is one more. But you ask my opinion. Uh, I'm not much for subterfuge. I carry shield and blade and am armored. Uh, Not much for sneaking about, nor do I like the idea of uh, donning these robes of these uh, unlifers, these necromancers who wander about and casting their spells. I abhor it, and I will not be uh, thrilled to partake in that. However, their dispatching uh, would thrill me greatly. See? This was my idea. Sildred, talk me down if you've heard this before already. But my thought was that we would give a message to Grier, and we would say, mission accomplished, courtesy of the gray wolf and he would get the message that the gray wolf did what he thought he was supposed to do but it was like an old mixed idea we gave the message to the wrong guy right like it was something that was supposed to go to house fast or house nicole and then he would think that we were trying to talk to somebody else but he intercepted the message and now he's all clever and he's got stuff and he has to take it back but he can't hold secrets right he's very bad at holding secrets so he's gonna get all nervous he's gonna start sweating and everyone's gonna be like what's wrong with you and he'll be like i don't know there's a gray wolf and they killed things and i'm supposed to know about it but they were supposed to tell me he's gonna freak out and we're gonna win is she a is she a gnome like you jenner i, I don't i don't yes no i don't know <gasps> i don't know so my thought was this: we um, just the calmness versus panic <laughs> in this difference. Greer, I believe, can be frightened into um, into compliance with voting for the Gray Wolf. The 
banner and perhaps our other resources could be used with the Matterson trade warehouse. There's yeah. something going down with House Nicor there. Um, if they believe that House Voss has disrupted that through either the banner or the yellow robes, either leaving two of their actual people there um, that they will be able to identify, which would be, I think, more effective than us dressed in robes. And it would please Sir Brenros as well. Um, and raid the Matterson Trade Warehouse, cause damage, leave the yellow robes behind along perhaps they have a banner as well. Um, and our work can be started here and then perhaps within another day we can be on our way to was is it searwood i believe that uh, the last chalice um is believed to be in we can cause damage here and then be on our way um question uh, uh, where do we get a couple yellow rub guys they're not the easiest to take out if i remember correctly from uh, from the foamy trumpet um, we've seen them looking for Iggy, and, um... Oh, should we use Iggy's bait? Yes! Yeah! I, I, I prov- he seems willing enough participant, I believe, but yes. Um... Sildren, would you not think it wise to stake out the, the bathhouse for a few hours before your task? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, but I, perhaps in the morning time now we can handle this, uh, more physical, more, uh, martial task while you and I stake out the bathhouse. That could work as well. Yes. I know you can handle it yourself, but I would hate for you to, uh, it, need backup and not have it. My plan, the plan should be will not very confrontational and very just a short message delivered to Greer and then be on my way um, is how I will envision it playing out and um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it will uh, go smoothly all the best nobles and senators they don't uh, there have many faces, so I would be very careful. We don't know the measure of this man. That is fair. If your magics fail you, do you have a backup? Another way? Uh, I am hope my mind. You, I you be and resourceful the back. You, you I should be resourceful enough to uh, be able to extricate myself from from a a bathhouse. Remember, people learn the most from stories, so have a good story in mind. Make sure that he's the hero of the story and not the villain, so he can relate to what you're trying to say, but in this process of doing so, he's the one that knows that it's all up to him. Right. See? Well said, well said. You guys done for the night? Uh, Jess yeah. wants to try and... 
Yeah, don't you guys have some shit to uh, identify? Yeah. Jake, yes. Jake wants to attune his magic sling or something like that. Oh, you have to <laughs> identify what it is. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Uh, Put it on like uh, a jock strap and <laughs> start slinging around. Huh. Uh, yeah, Jix, you can a try helicopter to, action. Are you trained in Arcana, Jix, or Occult? Stand by. Um, Arcana. Yes. You are trained. Actually, I have your stats right in front of me. Where are you, Jix? You have Arcana. Yeah, you got a nice. You got a nice one looking there, Jix. Uh, I will make a roll. You spent some time uh, analyzing this and um, trying to uncover and really, really focus your attention on this and throw some stones around and accidentally break a vase in your own private room. Uh, but after about 10, 15 minutes, you're able to identify this. Uh, item uh and it is called a caterwall sling caterwall. and i'm dropping it into the group uh section right now this is uh, a sling that is a plus one striking sling so it's plus one to hit and it does double dice of damage which bumps you up to i think a huge 2d4 <laughs> what uh but more importantly once per day for two actions you can pull a white thread free and whirl the sling in circles at high speed it lets out an ear piercing wave of sound and every creature in a 30 foot cone which is really wide for a cone uh takes 46 points of sonic damage Whoa! Damn. Okay. And they they get a chance to make a save, and if they also Jeez. fail that save, they're who are you, out. the Portland PD? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I put it in. Where did it go? Topical. I grabbed it and put it on my character, and then it disappeared. Inventory. Might uh, be in like items or something did I not instead do of what? Right. Actions. Actions. Oh, party to Jicks. Inventory. I'll drop another one. I cannot drop another. I gotta go find another one. Grab it. This is why you cannot have nice things. (laughs) Jesus. Right here. Right here. All right. Um, There. There's a fresh one in the party group window. Okay. I'm gonna drag that to inventory. Yes. Try not to drop it. Take two. Looks like it did the same thing. Caterwall sling. J-K-L. It's under C. Caterwall sling. Oh, C. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And then you need to... Oh, my God. I got a drag. Where's your sling right there? I'll make a quick adjustment here. I'll put a caterwall. While he's well, doing that, I can, uh, I can change it in my actions. Well. Jix, can you create two of those disguise potions for me for tomorrow? In the morning again. Yeah. How many can you create total? All right. Raise your hand if you want a sneaky Steve for in the morning. A sneaky I'll take Steve. two sneaky Steves, please. There's two. Anyone um. else? I was thinking more of a uh, type of elixir that you could make that would fit a couple of my arrows for a poison. I don't know if I'll, that would work. I think on that one. Two sneaky Steves. Okay, yeah. That's anyone, a that's a that's a tangy Tanya is what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, Tom, um, there's a robe and two rings, which um, Soldrin recovered from the mage right. in, the, in the sewer. Uh, so, Jix, I've updated your weapon. It now does two, 2d6 damage and has the plus one uh, built into there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I think it has it. Hold on. Bonus. Oh, coming apart. No, hold on, hold on. Not there, not there. Delete it. And now... Oh, that's damage. Should be right. Plus one. I'm not sure why it's not showing. This is a thrilling podcast content we're doing right now. Oh, my goodness. Mark, edit, move on. Yeah, we don't have a mark anymore. <laughs> Two. It's not showing the bonus. Is it 13? Oh, wait, it's showing the bonus. Yeah, it's... there it is. Plus 12. Plus 12. You're good. Yep. Okay. Jace is done. Uh, you're going to look at something else, some robes you said, Sildred? Yeah. I have uh, a robe and two rings from the mage in the um, pit, where the um, where the spirit guardian dude was. All right, Sildren, you easily identify those as plus one robes. So they are robes that can be used and give a plus one armor class to whoever wears them. Robes have no armor class on their own, um, but yeah. it is. I know I'm wearing them, and they're. I, know. they're I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody who might be able to use them. <laughs> <laughs> can you, uh, can you just throw a bunch of those on and just have the plus one? Plus, yeah. plus, plus one. It's like that episode of Friends when, like, the guy when Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> um, that, that was a Friends reference in the middle of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> Uh, rings? Uh, the rings. ring. One ring you cannot identify and unlock no matter how much you try. The other you do identify as a powerful ring of fire resistance. Ooh, I need what, that! What this does? No, everyone else Why? in the party needs this. <laughs> Why do you no. need this? Duplication spell, anybody? <laughs> what this does is it gives you a flat, permanent five resistance to fire. So anytime you take damage, five is taken off. There's no halving or anything like that from other role-playing systems. So if you only take five damage, it's completely eliminated. Um, that is the ring of fire resistance. Okay. I'm dropping that into the group. This ring feels evil. A bunch of group hands are going for it. Uh, and I'll uh, flip the other ring that I couldn't identify to Xanner. Um, I can't make heads or tails of this. Can you take a look at it, Xanner? It's a loop. Let me look. Xanner, I've got your arcana as plus seven. To the ring of fire resistance, I flip to, um, to Iggy. Oh. You might uh, find benefit of this. I'll take it. Xander gives a thumbs up. <laughs> and Can we do I like a Cinderella ring and I cover Xander in the robes? <laughs> so do I, I drag it into my inventory or I drag it into the chat? Into your inventory. Inventory. I'm also looking for convenient and consistent shield repair as it comes. Yeah, you can. It's available. Yeah, there's a lot of blacksmiths. Just need to find one. Uh, we're just. Uh, no, that's the time. shop's name. Convenient and consistent mm. uh, shield repair. <laughs> now with drive-through <laughs> service. Yes. 
Xander, you work on trying to identify this last ring, uh, and its secrets elude you. You go to bed, you wake up 10 minutes later, and like, no, if only I could, ah, and you cast a little prestidigitation, nothing. You go to bed, and then you wake up 15 minutes, oh, what if only, and then you finally do unlock it, because you barely got the success you needed. <laughs> and you have found a ring of the ram. Uh, this ring of the ram. Thought it had a requirement on it. I don't see it on here. <laughs> ring of the ram. Uh, what you do is you spend one action, and um, you can do this only once per minute. So once per battle, you spend one action, and the, a ram-shaped blast of force slams into one foe within sixty feet. Uh, you can spend multiple actions, one, two, or three actions, and it deals 2d6 points of force damage per action spent, and it pushes the target five feet per action spent, and they get to make a fortitude saving throw. Whoa. It's a, it's a powerful level six That's item. pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. I just it's dropped needy. that in there. Um, did I see that, Xander? <laughs> <laughs> ma, 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 got, uh, got a little thing on it here Sh- children I got something <laughs> give it to Indra <laughs> please uh, <laughs> uh, I was quiet but please Jix hands children how do I do this Jix hands children um, a scroll I I can't really use shish but but maybe it's something that, that you can do something with is this this the scene is indicative of uh, Halloween and everyone's dumping their candy on the floor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it there in the party sheet. Yep. Dix drops so, a scroll of remove par- paralysis into yes. your hands. I just have. So, what was the uh, cost for repairing the shield and how much of the shield gets repaired? Good question. We made a house rule for that. And, and I need to mark it down, actually. That's all right. I've got the answer for you. Um, we have a house rule because your shield takes a beating yeah. and it has its own hit points, but it doesn't heal normally. Repairing your shield. Um, if it, you can repair up to half its uh, broken threshold in a day for a gold. You can repair all the way up to its broken threshold in two days for two gold. And if you ever blow past the broken threshold, like you really had to block a, bit, a big blow, um, then it costs more beyond that. Three to four days and four, five gold at most uh, is the most it'll ever cost. So really, one or two gold, one or two days, half to a full of its broken threshold. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You guys good with all those items? Yeah, um, pretty much. Let's uh, talk about the Ring of the Ram here. <laughs> Swords are drawn again. <laughs> People squaring off in the courtyard. <laughs> well, I'm done here. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so, it's a, it, it doesn't have to be a, a caster to use it, right? Correct. Nope. It can yeah. be anybody. That's pretty amazing. The only magic items I have are. Uh, defensive my bracers and he holds up his bracers of uh, missile deflection and hides the dark aquan bow and your your badass bow (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) pretty much one of the most potent magic it doesn't have a sonic boom or anything attached to it just a plus one 
my my only thought was that Sildren has a fairly low damage potential in general. That would give him a little bit of a, um, like an oh shit button. But you've um, got that one offensive spell ready. That's it. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Um, you can have it if you want it. I don't care. Well, I mean, but I am a healer too, so I'm not too. So you it's, know, it's a single action. It's got a range of 60 feet, and it can deal 2d6 of force damage. Per action per spent. Act, per action spent. So you can spend all three actions and do a huge amount, or just one little bit, and it's got a once per minute frequency. It's a yeah. huge ring! And I do have something that gives me an F- extra action, so I could do four actions. With haste, yeah. Mm. Sildren, you should try this. Uh, but haste, <laughs> haste, haste won't let you do that. Haste is only good for moves or strikes. Oh, well, isn't isn't that a strike? No. Strike is striking with your weapon. Okay. Wipe the drool off your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I triple haste. <laughs> but you can still And then fleet foot and then long stride. Um Okay. Um Sildren grabs the ring. And I will Good. give it to Idrisil. <laughs> Maybe Such we a... can trade it back and forth. <clears throat> I'll give it a go. That and, never yeah. works. I'll hold the Nintendo console for today. <laughs> <laughs> never works. We'll see. Um, yeah. Let's go to bed. We are All right. day tomorrow. Uh, Sildren, you feel good about helping out distribute items and ID them. You uh, try and get some sleep. It's a little weird because the bed is so cozy and fluffy with gorgeous blankets and gorgeous pillow. And you're just, you like more of the outdoor camping, but you try and get cozy. It just doesn't quite work. Yeah, I'm but like you sleep it on the floor by the end of the night. Yeah, you sleep on the floor and you dream of fields with animals that you're caring for and big wolves and small fawns and petting them in this little distance. Disney type moment. Meanwhile, Idrisil goes to bed excited he's got this ring, and you go to sleep and you dream of slaughtering deers with awesome oh, shots and slaughtering <laughs> bulls with awesome shots. You've got Bambi dead slung over your shoulder, and in your dream, you walk into a hunting lodge. Um, only to find that the inside of this hunting lodge looks a little different in your dream than you expected. Inside this hunting lodge, you find it very well decorated inside. It has a big fireplace that's made of marble. It's darkish inside with two high back chairs and a small table next to them. And you see there is a stylish man with glasses and a long mustache in your dream sitting in one of the chairs looking at you as you lower down this kill that you made in your dream and are confused. Who's dreaming? Idrisil. Uh, uh, what was that? I... I'm so confused. You are in your dream. You're dreaming about this guy and you're dreaming about the scene. You don't know what's going on. And this little image you've created inside your own mind, this guy with glasses and long mustache says, would you care to join me, Idrisil? I, I don't think so. We uh, have I, something to speak of, you and I. What could that be? Come, 
have a drink with me. He points to the little table where there's two glasses filled with red wine, as well as a beautiful crystal flask with some bright blue liquid inside. It just so reaches for the glass, and before he knows it, he's already sitting at the table with it in his hand. All right. I apologize for this intrusion. It's not regular. I am from House Relmar. We are known for our ability to weave magic to our benefit. And I thought it prudent to reach out to you this evening. I hope I'm not too disturbing of your rest. Something seems to be keeping me quite at ease. But why me? He sips from his drink. Well, I, we were recently approached by members of another house, a house who feel you have wronged them greatly. House Vass, to be specific. And while House Relmar has no quarrel with you or your allies, uh, as there are strict rules we have for conflict and speaking the truth, certain members are not above seeking you out and providing that information to House Vass. And when another house reaches out and offers us considerable compensation to put our magic to use to find wherever you and your allies are in this city that has gathered some attention. He takes another sip. It just holds his stare and takes a small drink of his own. Are you privy to such bait? I would like to think not. And what can I do for you? Well, somewhere hidden in this city is a key. A key in both size and composition, unlike any key ever known. And this key is very valuable to a wizard like myself. This key unlocks the power of a nexus point here in the city. And it has come to my understanding that today you, Idrisil, have recently laid eyes upon a marker that shows where to find this key. How would I know what to look for, not being from within these walls? My magic has revealed to me your gathering of this information of where this key to the Nexus can be found. I just cannot see what that information is. And a reminder, if you do not know House Romar well, I am bound to tell you truth in the conversation of dealings, though I understand that you are not. I would suggest, if you have trust, as this is merely a dream, for you to drink this, and he points to the blue drink in the crystal flask, and then I know that I can trust in your words. He just stares at the bigger uh, flask, still holding his own. What uh, what assurances could you give me 
that your intentions are for the betterment of this city and not just your house. I would not be able to honestly tell you that that is the case. What I am offering is not of benefit to the city, but a benefit to you. If you tell me where to find the Nexus key, if you swear to me you and your allies will not in any effort make to find it, then I will not only stop my own house efforts to locate you for House Vass, but I can further obscure your whereabouts in the magical realm from anyone else attempting to find you through magic. That is the deal that I am offering. A drink of the flask? I will believe your words and I will trust your agreement to leave the key to us. And then you will have your protection. It just stares more longingly at the at the glass as it appears to get shinier and shinier, sort of in the hue of his magic. Um, he takes his cup and he empties it, and he reaches over towards the bigger flask and he grabs it and he takes it towards his own cup. And he goes further past the cup and he pours it on the floor. And he leans in real close. We may be in your illusion, but this is still the king's city and he will have his day. You are a fool. And the house collapses, and you wake up startled and slightly out of breath back in your room in the Elderbrook estate. Bye. Sildren? Did you say Vanali? He did. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Who's looking for her? Sildren! What is it? She went around her children. Children, Brenros, everyone. Uh, if Brenros hears his name calling, he comes running. All right, there's a sword and shield and a naked old man at your door. Idrisil, How's that different than normal? Idrisil, kind of in a cold uh, sweat, just relays back to them what happened. Uh, I think I had one of Sildren's dream i thought i was having a dream like soldiers but it was some of someone else's making <sighs> house realmar is looking for us they know we're here and they know who we are another house to worry about now and did they give us a way out that, um... <laughs> nope, nope, nothing. There was no ultimatums, no anything. <laughs> no way we could have avoided trouble with these people. No single choice to save the city versus saying, uh, no. <laughs> okay, good to know. <clears throat> should not risk staying with the Endemore any longer. This should be puts, our last night. Puts his estate in danger. This should be his last night, our last night, staying with him. Should we even stay this night? 
We have we do have work to do. And I'm not sleeping anymore. What time is it? It is uh, 1 a.m. in the morning. Well, that's fine for a half-elf, but the rest of us need to sleep to get all of our hit points. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There is some more preparation that um, I think most of us will take. Um, Spend the night here, and then we be complete what we intended tomorrow, and then Mm. be on the way. According to Idrisil, they know we're here. Is it not prudent to move elsewhere in the middle of the night? I know it disrupts your sleep, but if they the safety know, of those involved. If they know we were here, won't I'm they getting my armor. go next? I don't we know. Should, I'm not a wizard. <laughs> he offered me protection from their magics in lieu for the name and location of people knowing where the king is. No, the Nexus ring. No, the Nexus key. Nexus key, sorry. He wants to know how to get the Nexus key. What is the Nexus key? I remember 1.3 miles west. (laughs) 1.3 miles northwest. Oh, he sleeps entering. <laughs> sleep entering. Sleep He's the only gnome who's sleep casts. <laughs> oh, fireball. Flash <laughs> well, arrow. He's speaking of the marker. He wanted, he wanted the location on the marker in the pit that we fell into. I told him to sod off. So Burnros uh, is getting his armor and girding back up. All right, so you are girded. Speaking and, of which, uh, sorry, uh, we'll be uh, going to the um, to the windows to kind of look out on the property and just keep an eye out for the remainder of the day. All right. What they were looking for, um, it is the vault. Uh, in the temple of Mencilia, Mencilla, Mencilla, mm-hmm. something of that nature. And we must speak his mantra to open the doors. Do we know that mantra? Was in the... Uh... That's a know. good question. Yeah. Well, what the information we had was 1.3 miles, as Xanar alluded, uh, sleepingly, uh, 1.3 miles due west from this marker lies a nexus point. 1.3 miles point. west by northwest from the nexus point is the vault with the key. The vault lies within the temple. Uh, speak his mantra to open the doors. And that's off the top of your head. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone who's awake uh, may make a religion roll. Yeah, Jix is not awake. No, right. Ignal's nowhere near awake. Okay. He doesn't know what the fuck you guys are talking about anyway. <laughs> a 24 Xanar, for Brennan. Xanar just drools a 20-sided die out of his <laughs> <laughs> A total of 20. A uh, 18 for uh, bum, bum, bum. We needed uh, higher than a 22. We have 18, 24, 24 for Brennan. Sir Brennan uh, Brenros, you do not uh, know that mantra, but you do recognize the name as some sort of older god. Your best idea for finding it in any way, especially dealing with 
old gods and information is to go where information is kept about gods. Carahel. Yep. Temple of Carahel. That is the only place that makes sense to find out such things. Uh, at the name of the Temple of Carahel, Idrisil kind of, his ears kind of droop a little bit. And for, uh, killing. now that we know this other house is, I mean, like, they offered a lot for this. Um, I feel like we should probably Get be on. the ones to be in possession of it to keep it safe, yes? Hmm. The Temple of Carolhell would surely protect us if we were seeking knowledge there. We have to get Zephyrus. Uh, well, there's a, I believe Sir Brenrose is suggesting we travel to the temple tonight, research, and then um, be on our way in the morning, yes? I am suggesting such a thing. Keep in mind, uh, if you do not get a full night's sleep, you will not recover spells. For those of you who have expended spells or uh, jicks, you need your time as well to rest to do your daily preparations in the morning. And you will also all gain fatigued one. So minus one armor class, minus one to all saving throws. Let's not do that. Jix is sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Jix is getting his damn potions in the morning. (laughs) Well, it just so will turn to, uh, I guess it's just the three of them, Sildren, Brenros, and Idrisil now. Yeah. Um, shall we go to the temple first light? Seems that would be prudent. Try to get the information we need. Um, kill a couple uh, yellow-robed priests, uh, scare a senator, um, disrupt the Manderson Trade Warehouse deal, and then be on our way. <laughs> <laughs> that easy. In 20, 30 minutes, I think. It shouldn't be much longer than that. Done. <laughs> death, Just need death, to separate every one person do one thing, and I think we're all good. <laughs> well, when you suggested the bathhouse, I was like, I'm just going to do that. That's a good two-people mission. We can do that. It's not as awkward. Um, so, yeah, Idrisil will <laughs> go back to try to go back to sleep and is like yeah all right reading back and forth however sir brenros is not so eager to go back to sleep after today's or tonight's ominous uh interlude so he will be staying up and walking about the house checking the windows and the doors and uh just keeping an eye out probably off of a balcony through a window and just right. keeping an eye out for the remainder of the morning well, while you are caring for the house and its protection, unfortunately, you also have to be cared for if you are up and about. There's a house rule, and Chumley is not allowed to sleep if any guest is out and about. So he is also just sleepily just checking on you every fi- 15 minutes. Chumley, you are fatigued one. <laughs> no, my saving throws. I think it's going to be at least fatigue two or three for Chumley. He's always and for no reason, for no reason, Brenros is just like at three in the morning. Chumley, Chumley, <laughs> just waking him up. Uh, All right, you guys wake up in the morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, with a Sir Brenros who is fatigued one, who's kept an eye out. There has been no uh, assaults upon this estate. 
Uh, Brenros, you have thought longingly during this night of your own house uh, that your night order keeps here in the city. Your order is not based here in Mirskan, but they do have a house, kind of like pilots who uh, have their airline have a crash pad. <laughs> a crash pad, <laughs> you know, a couple of apartments <laughs> or a house, or that you have that here. That Chinese be, pilots. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little more uh, defensible. Okay. Um, uh, but that was just something that came to mind. You guys are all up. You're having breakfast. And Lord Yendamore is there at the big breakfast table, and he says, uh, "So you're you're you have some big plans, yes? Oh, you know what? I remembered that might be of use to you. I have a marker for the waterfalls bathhouse. Uh, it's a guest marker for three. Ooh, where'd you get all this stuff? <laughs> well, I told you I have membership there, right? A golden membership. I'm allowed passes uh, for guests. And this Zander. one, if you get two more punches in a free bath. <laughs> and it's really hard. It's made of stone. <laughs> what uh, but, time and will... I have a pack of robes, too, you really want if you're going to go there. Here. And he gives you a backpack with the marker and three white robes and slippers. Okay. Um, Sildren basically just does the one robe and, and takes the marker. Um, Ooh, uh, uh, um, do those... Actually, do those robes, are they similar at all, other than they're white, are they similar at all to the yellow robes? That they no, showed? these are big, fluffy, indoor, cottony, get out of the These are bathhouse robes, robes yeah. buddy. Not something I can piss on and, and, and pass off as a, as a yellow robe? Well, you can piss on it, but not pass off as a yellow okay. robe now. Right. So... I, I My thought is, what time does Senator Greer get to the bathhouse? in the day do you know you ask of lordy endemore yes oh um uh, i would say just uh two three hours past uh sunrise very good um and xanner i believe that we still have some shards and um some information that a that one of our colleagues was looking for yes Phineas, yes. Yes, perhaps you could. Here. Perhaps you could visit Phineas while uh, someone visits the Temple of Carahel. I will visit the bathhouse. We'll all get back together and then go deal with the Matterson Trade Warehouse. How does that sound? I said, look, I have a quest. I have a quest. <laughs> that sounds good. Is this something he's going alone as? Perhaps somebody should go with him, Iggy. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with you. <laughs> Iggy, we have There's a class. beer there. Remember the little beer table? Yeah. <laughs> Jex, would you be able to escort me to a weaponsmith? In town I, somewhere? Yeah, I know a guy. Let's do that while they do that. Ignal, I'd be mindful of Xanner. He's been a little uh, edgy as of late. Very eager to seem to pick and poke. Uh, just a word of warning. I've seen not as even-headed uh, as you. Well, that's the first time that's been said. Thank you. But uh, yes, I will keep a close eye on him and uh, I'll give him a good kick in the behind if uh, he needs it. 
All right, so Iggy and Xander, you're going to Phineas uh, Tumblepot's workshop, is that right? Correct! Alistair and Jix, you're going to a weaponsmith, and Sildren, you're going to the Waterfall's bathhouse? Yep. Before um, Sildren leaves, I, yes. um... I, I, yeah, I need those sneaky Steves. Yeah, yeah, I, I made you some fresh sneaky Steves here this morning. Hold on. Uh, Sounds like something you shouldn't drink at a club without a friend nearby. That's yeah. <laughs> one... There's you order two. the sneaky Steve, you get the escort right. out to your car. <laughs> two sneaky Steves, that's two gold pieces. <laughs> You're charging him? <laughs> oh. you can, that's the friends and family discount. <laughs> you can get me later, it's fine. It's fine. Uh-huh. Speaking of which... He doesn't um, cast heal on you the next five <laughs> battles. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a backlog of healing. Um, <laughs> You're checking your tab book. <laughs> Where is he at? Oh, no heal today. Oh, Sorry. Uh, I give Iggy 15 gold and three silver from um, our uh, collection uh, that was just laying strewn about in the it's bottom just of on the, the well. Floor. Yeah. Is this from the, the lockbox that Xander has? What? Uh, what? We, no! We, <laughs> What? No! That's not- so, hey, this is this this we just found on the floor. So um, it, oh. it, it, it yeah. What about so. that lockbox that Xander has? I don't even remember that Xander? lockbox anymore. I don't think I've been carrying mm. it for this whole time. It's not heavy. Mm. Let's go ahead and crack that puppy open. Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's uh, where is it's it? It's empty. What <laughs> 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 happened? Magic. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Xander does open it. I don't have those things anymore. Where was this from again? I'm uh, this was, uh, a Billions? This is a Billions place. There was a, there was a box that we got where we, uh, went to get the first chalice from Nakan. Oh my uh, goodness. It was, it was, it was, I believe oh, yeah, it, was no, it was 79. It was I thought that, yeah, I thought that box was open. It was open, but yeah, it was never distributed. Uh, Seventy, I have seventy-five gold from the con. Seventy-five gold from the con. Yeah. Look at all that, you guys. All right, cool. So divided by six six ways. Twelve gold, five silver. Yeah. So nice to finally have some of this uh, separated out. I'm I'm happy to share. I'm a sharer. (laughs) Everybody getting what they need and deserve. And Brenrose just feeling guilty. Yeah, I I was gonna say just (laughs) feeling guilty with so much money on him. (laughs) I gave I gave the the temple people all my money, and now I've got like twelve fold of it. It's 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 the prosperity gospel. It's it's, it's the rule of tithe. They knew it. You you should have seen it coming. (laughs) Uh, Brenrose, where were you headed? I don't have anything logged for you this morning. Someone was mentioning the temple Karahel at some point. That is definitely a big plus. He would absolutely like to get his shield repaired. Okay, let's do shield. All right, so shield he repair. To, he has to wander. Does he have to go probably, to uh, uh, Armorsmith for that? Because he can come with us. Yeah, yeah, he'll come Smith, with you guys. Uh, okay, yeah. With you guys. All right, you guys break uh, and jump cut to tonight. Only three of you come back alive. No, uh, <laughs> that many? 
I figured this plan would get at least four of us killed. Uh, we have uh, Iggy, Xanner, and Sir Brenros. Uh, no, sorry, Alistair, Jix, and Sir Brenros. Alistair, Jix, and Sir Brenros at uh, a blacksmith who deals with some of the more challenging stuff of weapons and armor protection. Brenros, you want to get him to fix it? Do you need to fix uh, the half or the full of your broken threshold? Uh, I'm a, I'm half of my threshold, so you're at half. Okay, so that's one gold, one gold, one gold in a, in a day, uh, and he will get you a loner shield. Do you have the stats of the loner shield, or do you need those? Uh, you could. It's um. Uh, yeah, give me the stats of the loner. Okay, uh, loner shield is hardness five, broken threshold ten. <laughs> It's garbage compared to yours. <laughs> what is your steel? What is your awesome magic shield's hardness? Wait, it was, you said it was a hardness five and a break of ten? Ten, yes. Ten? My my full shield is hardness ten and a break of 48. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a ton of damage absorbed compared to this other one. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you've got that one going. Uh, make sure you pay the money. You can pick it up in a day. Uh, Alistair, um, what were you looking for? It just sort of hands him uh, my Ockram bone, just asks him to like retwine it a little bit and get it all uh, nice and prepped. And then he also leans uh, into the guy. Do you happen to sell whips at this establishment? Uh, I, yeah, of course. What are you and Vanali planning? Props, <laughs> leather. He hears children in his mind. Like, what is going on? Uh, just so would like to uh, examine some of his whips and possibly some of his. Here's the dungeon. Yes. <laughs> There's a horse whip. There's <laughs> uh, he has a whip uh, that he can sell you. It's only one silver. It does minimal damage. One D four damage. Uh, but you can uh, disarm it even if you don't have a free hand because mm -hmm. the whip is good at that. Uh, it does non lethal damage. Mm -hmm. And what else did I want to share about the whip? Uh, it can reach further, and you can uh, make a trip roll without having to have a hand free. So nice. that's the benefits for it. Uh, it is going to go ahead and purchase a whip. All right. You have a whip. I am nervous just a little bit about this, and I don't know. <laughs> what did you say? One silver? Five silver? <laughs> One silver. Huh? He's, got, he's clearly got a plan. One um, silver. So Jix has a question about um, the black outer venom. Yes. Um, so typically that'd be something I put on a melee weapon or have someone put on a melee weapon. It's good for three rounds to enhance the weapon. Um, if if I were to give some to Idrisil. Uh, Idrisil is screwed with those. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. It wouldn't be yeah. a thing where like he could just pour it on his bows and it'd be good for three rounds. You know, let's do a house rule. And they say when you make uh, ammunition or, or consumable things like potions, you get four. Let's say that if you apply uh, the poison to Idrisil, it'll apply to four arrows. Okay. And that way he can, no, shoot, you can't do that. Yeah. Because the poison is so dangerous. No, Idrisil would only get it to apply to one arrow. The problem is if he misses, it's gone. Whereas mm -hmm. if a sword misses, it can right. keep trying until it connects. So yeah, yeah unfortunately it just won't work. Well, yeah, because I, I was just thinking along the lines yeah. of the um, oil of potency 
if it could do the same thing with the arrows specifically. The no, but the oil yeah. potency can be applied to the bow because it's a ma mm -hmm. magic, but not your bow because your bow is already potented up as high as it can get. Mm -hmm. uh, I am looking at Jix's potions. He has renamed them all. There is no <laughs> longer an al alchemy fire. He's, oh my God, it's fantastically named. <laughs> We're going to hear got, some fun names. We've got mouse milk, nut pincher. <laughs> nut pincher? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stiffy juice. We've got don't zoom zoom. I want to know what zoom zoom does. <laughs> don't Morning, be a hero, Minnesota grumpy tummy. Is there a physical slot for whips in this? Uh, what do you mean? You need it on your sheet? I'd like to be able to see it. Inventory. Uh, and roll them D4s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Items. <clears throat> Let me see if I can put it on here fast. Yeah, just so you here. don't have, so I don't have to be like, hey Tom, what's the? Is it a D four? Is it? A, yeah, totally. Where are you? I'm trying to find you. Where, there you are. Here. Come on. Chat Items. wants those names, Tim. Chat wants the names. Do they? All right, <laughs> they hold do. on. <laughs> oh, you need to keep that back for. It's up to you. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. Pull those out when you. Uh, those are your blue mess. You got to hold on to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Chad. Overruled. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, and it does use dexterity. That's pretty handy for you. Yeah. See if that works. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, we have uh, our other friends, uh, Iggy and Xanner. You knock on the door at Phineas Tumblepot's workshop. You, Beep and I, Phineas! And uh, the, you actually pull, there's this deep bell sound, and you hear, Beep and I, hold on! And there's a big chunking mm -hmm. sound, and this big metal door to his workshop starts to crank up and up and up and up and up. And inside is Phineas. He's got his crazy little goggles and wild hair. And he says, oh, good morning, friends! Good, good morning! We did it, we did it, we did it, we did it! They didn't say we could do it. I told him we could do it. I said, we got to do it because Phineas is counting on us. And if we can't do it for Phineas, it can't be done. But I told him we won and we did. Woo! What did you do? I got these. And I, I showed up the uh, Diludian crystals. The Diludian! 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 These! These! The Borean shards. <laughs> What what did you call him? The 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 noob the noobrian. I like I like his name better. Denubrian. You found Dinobrian shards. I did it. How many do you share with him? All of them? He was expecting two, maybe three. You were able to recover seven, or at least Jix was able to recover seven. I believe wasn't didn't Jix? Oh, I wish it was Jix. It was actually Idrisil. Oh. Jix, Jix and I have retroly given those to Xander while we had yeah. this discussion. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just holding them. up empty hands. I give them to the weaponsmith as <laughs> collateral instead of five silver. Uh, no, I've given those to Xander. All right, Xander, you handed them all over? Yeah, I'm, I'm going right. to hand them over. Wow, come inside. That's amazing. I was expecting just a few of these. Oh, man, a, a man could do amazing things with Dinobrian shards out of this many. This will really help out. Well, what are you going to do with them? Well, I've got this robot here you destroyed. No, he says, oh. um, 
I, I've got several different ideas. I'm thinking of something maybe uh, in a watercraft. That would be really cool. Oh, 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 or uh, maybe a super-powered balloon. I gave your goblin friend a balloon. What if there was one that could be powered to go? Doesn't that sound amazing? Yes! That sounds amazing! We need to do this! I want you to do your science magic! What's this button do? <laughs> no touch! That button! Don't touch. Actually, I could use your help, Xanner. I have a bit of an experiment. I have some, uh, it's automatic blacksmithing. See that big piston? It comes down, and every time it comes down, I need you over there pressing that yellow button only exactly when it hits. Can you do that? Yeah! Wonderful. And Xander runs, runs over and just stares. All right. And when it comes, and when it comes down. Just. There. He presses, Xander's occupied and uh, Tumblepot says, all right, that button doesn't do anything. So what can I do for you? (laughs) Very good. Well, I wasn't here for the exchange on uh, what, what you needed these for or why we got them but uh we got them for you so i'm grateful payment or what was your deal with uh, my group uh, well uh, um uh, there were some sewer workers who passed along some information uh to an associate of mine and he said there might be some treasure uh connected to what they had found uh but in and and, and i passed it along in return for the shards but he passed it along to me in hopes that you were going to take notes and write down what was written, and... I'm, uh, I'm sure that happened. I'm, and, uh, I'm very sure that happened. So if you would just present that, everyone will be happy. I did it again! You, you're doing great, Xanar, keep it up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. Uh, Ignal, uh, you have the, the notes? Oh, you need the notes? Uh, hey, Xanar. Yeah! Come here for a second. I can't, Zan- I gotta push we'll, the button. Yeah, we'll come to you. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> they come over to Xander. Uh-huh. You have some note. You have some notes <laughs> for this gentleman. Yes, you 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 went to the location, right? And there yeah, was... we got the debrulian crystals. Yeah, yeah. But but there was a a, a stone a stone a, a marker a notes a, a diagram of what you saw. Remember, easy. Uh, do, 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 do you have that? Oh Zanner. yeah, there was Xanner. But I kind of pull Xanner aside. Are we supposed to give him this? Is, or is he fleecing us out of this information right now? <laughs> Iggy, you know better. Gnomes don't lie to people. Um, he lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he he wanted this information because he's gonna give it to the ad. Uh, the people who thought that it would be valuable for the guys. So the Arcanist that, Society. That one, the Arcanist Society, because they uh, need it for uh, influence. But wasn't this information what uh, we, we talked about at breakfast, uh, Idrisil's dream, and one of the houses was offering was trying to get this information. Should we just hand this out to a mad scientist? I mean, you don't trust him? I'm gonna him? tell him. 
I, not, not, not with this information that could potentially lead to a, uh, a house getting a lot more powerful than they should be. But what if they're the good house? <laughs> let's, uh, let's pre- 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 pretend we don't have this information and we'll come back. Phineas, we're going to pretend we don't have the information the, to come no, back. No, no, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Phineas, oh, well. we don't have, we, we just put our notes together and we do not have everything. You so put we, your notes that you, you don't crystals, have notes. You have your crystals yes. and we'll come back with the rest of the group with the other information you're looking for. Excellent. Wonderful. I, I can't wait. Okay. Good to, good to see you. I'm going to take uh, one of your beers to go. And uh, we will see you soon. All right. A roadie, of course. And yes. he sets you up. And off you go. Can uh, I push we- this one before I go? Yeah! The yellow, the yellow, just the yellow one. <laughs> to Sildren. Sildren, uh, you were headed to where? Uh, the bathhouse. I'm going to be about a half hour earlier than what uh, the senator would be expected to right. arrive. The bathhouse is not far. It is in the upper class Thale district where you uh, just spent the night at the Elderbrook estate and you head to this bathhouse. It is a very cool looking building of uh, 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 stone with uh, columns in this area, kind of around uh, the colonnade district. There's a lot of column architecture as well. Uh, and it's got some uh, stained glass windows. Uh, there's uh, a, a picture of a wooden plank outside the hanging that has uh, a waterfall on it with the word waterfall carved uh, in big font into some of the stone. And you approach the front door uh, 30 minutes earlier than you need to. And the door is open for you as you go in. It's a big, thick door and a um half naked guy wearing a loincloth and he's got kind of like that chubby muscular build to his upper body uh he nods as he opens the door for you to come in so before having gone in too um, late no go ahead (laughs) i had um part of what i was doing last night was memorizing shape wood and i have uh i bet it was yeah. Too many um, and I rendezvous in the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Um, I have uh, basically uh, duplicated one of the wolf pendant type things, um, just just out of wood. So just basically a, a, a round piece of wood with a wolf's head on it. Okay. And I have that with me. Uh, I've taken a sneaky Steve. And what, uh, what does a, a sneaky Steve do for me again? For you? Uh, I believe it will make me look slightly different than I am supposed to. All right. So you look like a half-elf, but kind of a different half-elf. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it gives you like a plus four bonus to disguising, that kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. Nice. And I'm going to go what, in and I'm going to... However, yeah. it only lasts, I believe, 10 minutes. So timing is important. Correct. This is why we're half hour. Um... And then I am going to try to find an attendant, uh, somebody in charge, so on and so forth. All right, and you're drinking the potion right before you go in? Correct. 
Okay. You drink the potion. You feel a slight uh, warm feeling about your body, but you don't notice anything. You look at your hands, but everything seems normal. You uh, have the door open for you, and in you come to a luxurious uh, foyer, again, with big columns, with uh, uh, uh white stone on the floor and you are immediately hit by a warm uh air warm wet humid air and it's kind of reassuring and and this natural vibe to it you were also uh hit with a very strong uh, smell of sandalwood and roses as well you can hear some harp music playing in the background it is uh just a delightfully refreshing uh, uh, experience compared to what you've been dealing with uh, recently. A woman approaches you. She is a middle-aged lady who has, uh, you can tell, spent a lot of time taking care of herself physically to look um, very sexy but proper at the same time. She is wearing kind of like those old Star Trek costumes the women would wear you know with like the sh- the skirt stuff or maybe the slits on the side type of a thing you know the professional nurses on the show the original star trek <laughs> yeah right. uh she's got that outfit on and she uh glides across the the floor uh you can hear some water splashing off in the distance there's several different branching corridors there's big drapery things that are hanging and cordoning things off uh it's a very interesting experience she strides across and says uh, good morning, my friend. How may I be of service to you? Good morning. Uh, I was actually hoping I might, um, that we might be able to help each other. Um, there is a person who comes here regularly who I was hoping to speak with that I've unfortunately not been able to talk to through an official channel because of the business. Uh, I represent certain merchants who are hoping to stay uh, anonymous and speaking to Senator Greer and I um, basically palm up a platinum piece at this point um, and was just hoping that you might be able to direct him to a specific room so I might speak with him for just a couple minutes. She says, uh, oh, that won't be necessary. I can uh, I can see if a guest such as that um, would like to meet. Uh, d- did you share your name? Uh, my name is Steve. <laughs> Ooh, Steve. exotic. <laughs> How do you spell that? Uh, 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 I assume there's unnecessary whys and stuff uh, inside of it. Um, <laughs> Well, unfortunately, um, I well, I was hoping that I might be able to just meet the senator um, just briefly. And again, he has um, been less than excited about meeting uh, the merchants, but yet I feel it's very important. And there's two platinum pieces now. She says, uh, uh, that won't be necessary. Uh, I don't recall you here. Uh, I assume you are not a member. Uh, we are we are a bit of an exclusive uh, location, and I'm, uh, perhaps uh, you might need to know more about what we provide. Uh, I provide comfort and care for men and women of certain high caliber who enjoy 
a certain expectation of being taken care of in whatever way is necessary. And that also extends to a great deal of privacy. You are asking to remove or break such privacy to an esteemed member of this establishment, and that I cannot do. I am more than welcome to uh, set you up uh, with a uh, a bath of your choosing. We start at uh, 15 gold, and there are many more services beyond that we can offer. But for me to provide you uh, with a meeting with a uh, senator, I believe you said, who has not an interest necessarily in speaking with you, I'm afraid that I cannot do. She makes a motion. You see to the side, her big kind of muscular eunuch standing off to the side. He steps two steps to the left and behind him is a seven foot tall glass golem. It is a female construct that is made up of lead covered in a layer of glass on the outside. It has arms that do not end in hands, but end in serrated glass uh, uh, sections. And it has even has a weird coattail like cloak that is made of glass that kind of flows bizarrely magically. And it steps a couple steps into the room but then just hangs there. It's still in the background of the room. Perhaps I will just enjoy the bathhouse then, and I present the guest pass. <laughs> I have this coupon. <laughs> God, it's Walmart trash with his coupon. Okay, uh, she takes the guest pass and uh, she snaps her fingers and the uh, man, the barrel chested man comes over and he says not a word and uh, takes you um, and guides you down a hall. You walk down a hall past some more hanging little cloth draperies. He goes down a uh, into an open doorway. It's getting really warm in here, bends around a tight little corridor and takes you into your own private little space. It is about, let's see, it's about 20 foot by 20 foot. It has a slightly raised um, stone bath section for you to go into, and it inexplicably has above that bath a head of a lion with uh, water just pouring down and pouring down into this uh, giant bath area. That could, it's like a mini jacuzzi, square jacuzzi. It could easily fit five or six people. The air is warm. It's thick. It's even a little steamy in here. And he points to some uh, cloths, some towels, and he points over to another side where there are some uh, lotions and oils if you want to anoint yourself with such things. And he holds out his hands uh, in front of you, both hands up, waiting for you to hand him something. Um, cloth. That'll be okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> he nods without saying a word and walks out. I have another coupon. <laughs> a two for one. Where's the buffet? 
I heard it was crab leg night. <laughs> You're every worst cruise guest ever. <laughs> well, this isn't going quite as I had hoped, but I have um... some more ketchup, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would like my steak well done and extra ketchup. <laughs> Uh, are you getting cozy? Are you awkward and kind of standing there? Are you plotting something? What's happening? No, I'm plotting. Um, so I you, need to. F- all right, I you're plotting to- for a bit. We'll go yeah, to someone else. Bathhouse alone. Plotting. I'm still plotting. Hold on. Uh, anything else any of you would like to do? Um, how is Brenros's shield doing? It'll take a day, and it'll be ready tomorrow morning. Day. Okay. Brenros, did you want to go towards the temple of um, Karahel? Is that close to where we are? Um, Absolutely, but I, I, I feel this need for the bathhouse all of a sudden. <laughs> Start marching that way. Uh, yes, uh, the temple of Karahel is where Mr. Brenros at least has some flash mm-hmm. of a clue that might yeah. be there. That's, all right. That's in the colonnade? That's in the colonnade. Colonnade's in the northeast part of town. It's where there's a lot of temples, uh, and I think even a university is located there. Or maybe that okay. might be failed. But yeah, there's a lot of temples there. Uh, Jix, Alistair, and Brenrose, is that where you're headed? That's where uh, we're going. Yes. Okay. You guys head to that part of town. You pass temple after temple. You uh, pass small shrines. There's tons of them everywhere. You have to kind of stop Sir Brenrose because he will bankrupt himself dropping a gold into this little shrine <laughs> to this forgotten god and gold into this one. There's even like a god of the rats and he's dumping like three or four gold. You're like, just hold on, dude. Uh <laughs> You pass by the giant uh, temple. I just start uh, handing him fake, like, chocolate gold coins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pass by the giant church of Selene, the biggest temple of them all. You pass by smaller ones, and then you approach the uh, uh, the temple of Karahel. This is a, a large structure that is a little boxy. You had a similar temple in your small town of Edlin Home. This looks like that same construction it's a little bigger and its architecture style is a a little older this is definitely an old place and you approach the there are two double doors those double doors open uh with two adepts and i'm getting a little just sad thinking about it i know all the steps to go through here that uh (laughs) that used that we used to go through it's just interesting uh you you are Mm. you come inside a uh, an adept is there. He's got a simple uh, white robe on with a simple white little sash, and he says, uh, "Welcome to the archives of Karahel. Uh, would you like to uh, spend some time worshiping the lady?" We just need access to your library, if you would be so kind. And it just so takes a few uh, gold coins and drops them in the um, donation. Bowl. Okay. I was, what, yeah. What, whatever. To him. That's not going to go so well. <laughs> Bowl or water, whatever the structure is. That's already been something. tried this yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You draw. How many coins? Uh, I'll do three. 
All right. Three gold coins? Is that okay? I don't know. Sure, you drops it. I don't know what the going rate in the temple is. <laughs> he shows you a menu of godly <laughs> options. <laughs> Would you like to biggie size that, sir? Suggested uh, donation. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, I, well, I cannot guarantee it's based on need and what level of the archives you will get access to. Uh, but let me uh, help you begin your journey of knowledge. And he takes you to the right, where you go through each of you into a small little uh, chamber where there is a stone pedestal. On that pedestal is a bowl, and there is some holy water in there. And he says, if you would cleanse your hands before entering uh, the archives proper. It just so does so, and then has like a foot on Jix, like keeping him back from running into the the bath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he hands you a towel as well. and hands a towel to Brenros and uh, goes to Jix. Uh, Jix slowly parts his, his tunic or whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Lifetime member. Oh, I, I, I don't know what that is. I, I, we might be able to help with that. Uh, but would you please uh, cleanse your hands for the goddess? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Uh, sir, uh, I have spent all evening and this morning consecrating <laughs> the holy water for guests such as yourself. It would be my honor if you would cleanse your hands in the the the, the container. In in the water? Uh, yes. It is holy need, water. Do you need help up, Jix? <laughs> You're holding him up like a kid at a drinking fountain. <laughs> Jix sniffs it. <laughs> It doesn't smell anything special to me. Oh, I assure you, it is. Um, and well, it is it is, it is, is our custom that everyone who enters the archives is cleansed before they enter. Hmm. Yeah, that jigs a custom. <laughs> Washing <Right>. hands. <laughs> I mean, when in Rome, why not? And Jix just like splashes his face in there and like <laughs> Oh my. Oh no no just just the Yes, oh, consecrate oh, that, yes. Oh, oh <laughs> He looks all weirded out with his hair back. <laughs> he actually looks normal. Or he, or does he look like a cat that's all wet and just looks incredibly <laughs> thin and weird? They, super like <laughs> eyes are seven times the size they Yeah. All right this way, gentlemen, and he brings you out of that chamber past a long hall where you see some strange dark shapes uh, that are on the floor that's a little disconcerting, but you walk past them and they don't do much of anything. Uh, and you were taken to a main chamber where there are some pews and some chairs. There is a big statue of the goddess Karahel. I liken her to Lady Justice, but no blindfold or anything, but a lady mm. there with a big book in her hand, and it's a tall statue. There are a couple priests here and a couple local people here. They're quietly praying. Some are reading, uh, but this is a little more of a spiritual spot. And you see there is a uh, older, higher-ranking priest who waits for you guys to do what you need to do in this um, religious moment before he comes to attend to you. What do you do in this religious moment? Um, Idrisol looks at uh, the walls of the temple, um, is just looking around more at the decor and everything, and again, is just kind of saddened um for the 
long past loss of his friend. Let All right, pray. Brenros, you do know, <laughs> you do do have religion, and you are able to uh, perform the the correct rites and uh, you know of respect oh. to Carahel and knowledge. Um, so you, you know the basics for the these big gods for sure. And then Jix, what are you doing? Um, just kind of like uh, uh, Jix is just trying to be somewhat. Um, Make a religion roll, Jix. Oh boy, here we go. Make a religion roll. <laughs> Can I assist? <laughs> Luck points, my hero points might be needed. Here we go. Uh, my religion is minus one. Great. So that's, oh. a, that's an eleven. Total of eleven. All right. Jix tries to do some <laughs> reading, but his book like has like a scratch and sniff on it that he's enjoying. <laughs> somehow it unfolds into a tri-panel picture of something, and it's, he's it's in the bag clapping along to a hymn that's not happening. Read. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, after a bit of awkwardness and slightly loud disruptiveness, a priest comes over, and he says. Uh, 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 good morning, good morning. Uh, w- welcome to the archives. Uh, uh, young adept had mentioned you were looking for some information. I am uh, High Priest Norgeleth. How may I help you? Those two over there. Oh, yes. Good day, priest. Yes, we are in need of. Uh, some of the uh, teachings from the archives of Kara looking uh, for information on a temple. He says, uh, why don't you uh, come with me? And he takes you out of this main religious area and into a side area where you pass by, uh, go down a hall, you pass by a doorway that is a big chamber, like, oh, I don't know, 150 by 150, that is loaded with desks. And there are just dozens and dozens and dozens of scribes there that are just copying one book to another book. Just tons of them. They just spend all their days and nights just copying books from one to another they're duplicating these great pieces you pass by another one and you see it's a slightly smaller room but there are still dozens of illuminators that are um, putting on the artistry and essentially the graphic design on the uh, on the outsides of different pages of books there's this big operation on the next room which you see there it's a much smaller room there are only four guys in here but they're doing very delicate restoration of older books and finally, this priest uh, takes you to a final room where it is a couple tables that are empty, a couple desks that's well lit. And um, there are some chairs here. He says, this is uh, one of our reading rooms. Um, and if you can tell me about this temple you're looking for and tell me about uh, whom you might be, I have <coughs> access to uh, what you may be seeking. Uh, Brenros starts uh, shuffling around some uh, different notes that he has and uh, comes up with the name of uh, uh, Mansila. He said, let me see. Uh, Mansi- Mansilia. I, I have, I have uh, read that name before. Um, and whom are you? You do not seem like our normal uh, everyday worshippers. No, um, but we uh, we are trying to find out about this temple to prevent a, a 
friend of us, a friend of ours gave us a gift. Yeah, Idrisil will. Yes. Idrisil will step in and uh, just help. Brenrose is just like we've traveled very far um, on a quest. We call ourselves defenders of the realm, but truly we are just those. We're really thieves. <laughs> truly, we are just seeking the betterment of society. We once had a wayfarer from Edland home named Killian with us, but he sacrificed himself for our cause. And it's led us here to seek this information from you now. I am sorry to hear of the loss. I, 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 I believe I have heard your name before as these defenders. Uh, that information, I believe, is uh, certainly accessible to you. Uh, please remain here, and I will search uh, some of our uh, upper archives for information about this. He leaves. <clears throat> he returns. I was going to say, is there anything in this room that we can? Uh, it is up, it's a windowless room. Yeah, <laughs> it is, uh, it's very Spartan. They are not very comfortable. They don't have very comfortable lives here as priests uh -huh. of Carahel. Uh, and there's this is primarily a place for guests or people doing research, and no mm -hmm. one else is here. He returns with a book. <clears throat> lays it on the t on this table it's almost like a like a architect's table kind of slanted where you can read things and uh brenrose you have it before you and uh it's a uh treatise on uh, different uh gods uh the and you start going through it trying to get some information um what are you looking for in particular uh the information that i have uh singular in nature is uh this reference of mencilia and so I will start pouring through this book to find that name. Okay. Uh, you do so. As you are researching, uh, Chris is biting his lip, it looks like. As you are researching... You chose uh, the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> As you're researching, uh, the uh, high priest, uh, Norgalith, says... Uh, 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 Sir, Sir Elf, uh, and, and you, uh, little one, um, uh, uh, perhaps you might like to come with me. And he uh, motions for Jix and Idrisil to come with him to give Renrose some privacy. You know, the, the last time that I um, was in a temple and someone asked me to come with them, um, they made me the <laughs> king of uh, the Hammerheads. So I don't, I don't know if you can top that, but uh, what you got? Uh, he said, well, uh, it, it's best It's best if I show you. I, I think you might uh, find this comforting. And he takes the two of you out down a different corridor, past some more of the uh, behind-the-scenes chambers. You see a room where there's a whole a bunch of uh, tables for them to eat, and there's a couple uh, older priests that are eating. Uh, past a room where there is some sort of uh, a pews there for their private worship. And then we he take past the scribes again. No. Okay. Uh, then he takes you into another room that has different uh, uh, banners and some uh, a lot of mosaics, and it has a lot of it looks like accomplishments that they've done uh, that are on these different mosaics. There is a uh, book, 
and uh, it's got uh, uh, names in there of their different accomplishments and what they've done over the years. And in particular, he takes you over to a wall that has several urns on it with different uh, people who are important to the church. On one of those urns, you see the name Killian Fennel, a plaque, as his remains are here at the Archives of Carahel here in Mirskan. Drusil sees the plaque um, and he takes a knee um, to honor his friend. Then uh, he gets back up and he says, you've done him a great honor. He would want to be with his people. I'm glad you uh, find comfort in this. From my understandings, it is you who have done a great honor for him. And uh, we are grateful for his sacrifice and we are glad to have him here with us uh, once and for all. Jex is feeling a lot of guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Jex is feeling a lot of guilt. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who told you what. I, I don't know if we did anything for him. He did everything for us. But I don't know what we did for him. Well, you are more than welcome here at the Archives of Carahel. The correspondence he sent, the book of Killian that we share now with uh, new wayfarers, the few that we have, uh, his experiences are passed along. And do you happen to have a, a copy of this book that we may take with us to show our allies that he will not that, be forgotten amongst you? I believe that can absolutely be arranged, yes. Somebody uh, starts copying out of Scribe's table really fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Brenros, you uncover some information about the old gods you're looking for, and we will take our break there. Uh, and we will be back in just a few minutes. Right. We have Sir Brenros going through this book, pouring over it through the pages. You, uh, it's been a while since you've done any kind of deep um, investigatory, uh, Michael Crichton-esque <laughs> <laughs> researching, going through things. Uh, and you, you flip past different pages about different gods that you haven't heard, different regions, something called Cthulhu. You just keep going through all these, <laughs> all these different places. And you finally come across a Mancilia. In particular, Mancilia is referenced as an old Chelorian god. Uh, you read up a bit about it, and it tells you that the Chelorians were a uh, race similar to humans, but taller, uh, that existed uh, two ages back. So there was the Chelorian re- uh, age, then there was the old Bizeran Empire, and now we're left with our current uh, age that we are in now. 
In particular, this god uh, Mancilia, his uh, focus was on unraveling the great powers of the universe through magic. How can they figure the the cos the cosmos out, the cosmology of it all? Um, not just everyday stuff, but really unraveling the secrets to the universe. You see, there are some addendums of not just nice old script in this book, but kind of scribbled off into the side. There's mention of his disciples playing a part in creating something called the Great Schism. And you're not sure exactly what that is, but it has more of an inflammatory, his disciples were a part of this. And you keep reading and reading. There's a bunch of other stuff that you're not quite sure about. Um, and one in particular is his mantra that catches your eye and his mantra that is uh, said by his worshipers of old, of which there are none anymore, uh, is simply through power, all can be unlocked. Through power, all can be unlocked. As you finish getting this information, your friends uh, Idrisil and uh, Jix return, looking a little different, a little more somber. What is with you two? Oh, yes. Would I... Would I have the book at this point, or is it um, to be made? Yeah, you, you've you been given a book. It's a small little book, and it is uh, called the... Well, what's the name of this book, Chris? Because it's the one Killian wrote in, so what's the title of this book? <laughs> oh, shit. It's called um, Let Us Pray. And I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and it's and it's and it's just <laughs> prayers and devotionals, and that's it. You know, it's ah, uh, jeez. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, five prayers. Yeah, uh, let let us pray. All right, it is entitled "Let Us Pray," and in particular, it has a bunch of prayers and stuff. It also has some of his musings, and there are some diary-like entries. Every time he returned oh. to the temple, he <laughs> would write about what they did and what happened, and some of the challenges he's had traveling with people not part of the church. He doesn't name names, but he says, yeah. "You know, <laughs> elves tend to be very fussy." La la, you know, and you're kind of like, "Oh, this is interesting," and then like, "Oh, I don't know if I." wanted to have read that now <laughs> yeah there's a copyright <laughs> disclaimer in the front there are likenesses of these characters may or may not be. <laughs> um and yeah you guys yeah. are wrapping up there anything else i just uh, i showed the book to bremros and explained that we saw the plaque and etc cetera, etc cetera. what did you find uh sir bremros anything that we could use for our cause very interesting uh information on this this uh, Mencilia, this uh, old god. I, I did find some information on the, the mantras that were used, but uh, not much more beyond that, unless you have uh, something else. I am quite taken with how much is actually here. I could delve into so much. I could actually become much of a, a <clears throat> a more well-informed knight if I spent my days here. Uh, for example, this this book here, and he brings over another book. Uh, this one, just on, on lineage alone, I could spend weeks. Well, that's nice, but <laughs> I think... <laughs> but there's this one here about a figure named Waldo who cannot be found. And in fact, he can! <laughs> 
for I have found him. Brenrus, did you see this one with all of the words of the letter E? (laughs) (laughs) It is a magical place. All right, you guys head out. You're done. You're done. Um, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. Done. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are back at the Waterfalls Bathhouse with Sildren, who's still standing, <laughs> fully clothed, just like going back and forth. What do I do? How do I do? I kill? I don't. I don't. What do I do? <laughs> um, I, I get dressed down with my white, the uh, white white robe to okay. blend in. You are joined by an attendant. It is a very attractive young lady who is wearing even fewer clothes than the lady who greeted you at the door. Very little is left to the imagination. She is very shapely. She is designed to be easy on the eyes. She has her hair all done up nicely with little, um, uh, almost like Christmas mistletoe type stuff uh, interwoven within it. She's not bad. She was just drawn that way. uh, She... uh, she has a silver platter of which upon it uh, is a goblet and there is some fresh fruit upon it. And uh, she says, um, hello and, and welcome. Thank Would you, you like some refreshment? Yes, and I'll take uh, the, the goblet and the fruit. It is my understanding you are new here to Waterfalls. Uh, that is true. I have not previously uh, attended the bathhouse. Uh, well, my name is uh, Lamaril, and I am here to attend to whatever it is that you need. Let me assist you. She puts the silver tray down and grabs onto your rope from behind and begins to disrobe Sildren the Druid. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve from Steve, downtown. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> Steve from downtown. Yeah. Uh, well, Steve from downtown, why don't you uh, have a have in, uh, have a seat here within the warm water? It is very comfortable, I assure you. And your nude, naked, lithe body steps into the water. How come things get a little saucy with Sildren all the time? Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. <laughs> I have, Tom. And um, yeah, I don't need. Wait, is this about me? Saucy. This isn't about me. You lose your hair, thank boy. You, Tom, and move on. <laughs> She uh, she's there. Uh, she's kneeling on the other side of the bath and has this sponge, this very comfortable sponge, and is uh, rubbing it on your back. And, and I, after just a short while, I'll tell her um, I would like. Uh, I just need time to contemplate by myself. Have I Thank done you. something to displease you, Steve? Uh, not not in the slightest. I just um, like to contemplate here at the. Uh, in the water, and uh, I would uh, enjoy my solace, my solitude. She, she puts her hand <laughs> on your cheek and says, uh, Steve, I am here for whatever needs you have. And my need at this time is solitude. Thank you. It's, well. it's healthy to contemplate once a day. And she leaves you alone to contemplate. What do you do? Um, I take about two and a half minutes to contemplate, and then um, just two and a half minutes. <laughs> shoot, and where's the contemplation? I <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, 
so these are all private uh, rooms that that in 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 this bathhouse, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and the hallways rather. Uh, is there a lot of travel? Is it more private? Like 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 if I'm just wandering the halls here, is this um, is that going to be like really suspect? You- yeah, Steve pokes his wet head outside the hall with a robe on that he's trying to get on him quickly. You look left, you look right, you just see uh, another attractive young lady go between rooms, but then you don't see anything else. You can hear some muffled conversations. You know there's private rooms, four or five to the right easily, and there's more past the foyer on the other side. There's also a lot of sound that's covered just merely by each room having its own pouring water. Uh, uh, and then it's hard to see all the way down the right too because it gets really steamy. So it's kind of an interesting little location there. So um, if I'm going to head back towards the entrance, okay. Um, and I assume at some point, relatively close to the entrance, I would be able to hear the conversations um, happening when people come in. Sure. And so I'm going to try to find a location there and then also one that I can be alone for at least just a moment. Where That's the problem. Unseen. It's a it's a corridor with private you can duck into one of these private rooms and hope for the best. Even just that there would be literally just nobody looking at me for a brief moment a brief moment yes you can do that yeah yeah yeah. all right you head down the corridor your feet slapping on the warm stone and you are near the entrance but in the side hallway no one can see you for just a brief moment and you wanted to do something yes and i'm going to um utter a few words under my breath and i'm going to meld into the stone in the wall what what is this <laughs> i don't what? know this um nice. so uh so uh, this is the third level spell um meld uh stone meld into stone where for 10 minutes uh you merge with an adjacent block of stone with enough volume to fit you and all your warm and held possessions you must touch stone when you cast a spell you, uh basically i can hear but not see what's going on outside the stone. And then um, I can cast spells that don't require a line of sight. But basically, I, could, I spend 10 minutes completely melted into the stone. Wow. <clears throat> um, this is one of your big spells, highest level spells. Yes. Okay. Um, this last 10 minutes, uh, you do so. You phase into the, uh, the wall. Does your robe come with you or is it left behind? Does it slide uh, up against the wall it, and just drop uh, No, um, it, it hangs. It hangs on a knot, but no <laughs> <laughs> a really low nubby. <laughs> just a tiny, just just a tiny little bit stick it out. Um, <clears throat> all right, so yeah, so uh, robe. I mean, it's it's all of my possessions and everything. So okay. Um, you are there. You are within this stone. You wait for a while, and about four minutes into your 10-minute spell, you hear the word Senator said by the lady at the entrance, and you wait there, and you see uh, the hostess walk by, 
and uh, you see two men uh, walk by, a old guy and then a much older guy. They are um, uh, very finely dressed. They have some uh, guards uh, that are with them, two guards, and uh, you also hear them address her as Miss Teal, by the way. And she guides them to their chamber and she's like, oh, it's so wonderful to have you back again. And we have your special arrangements. They will be coming uh, within the next 30 minutes. And um, let me know if there's anything I can provide you. And they walk down the uh, corridor. What are you doing, children? Um, I'm going to wait until just I'm unspotted for a moment. I'm going to step right back out and start heading back towards my room nonchalantly you know follow you know behind them all right there's like this big sildren sized hole in the wall <laughs> <Left Yep. behind. laughs> uh, all right you're back in your private chamber um what are you doing so well i which chamber did they go into first you off? spotted it's two down from yours and did the guards go in with them you see the guards do not go in with them. They go into the uh, private chamber on the other side of the hallway. These chambers have open doors. Everything's stone, open doorways, but the doorways are blocked by the traditional first-person shooter donut. If you know first-person shooters <laughs> at all, you come into a space, you can go around either side, then you go to the other side. They do that for visibility and computer program. That's, that's what's in my mind, so that's what's happening. So even though the rooms are on either side of the hallways, they cannot see into each other you can't see in as you're going down the hall into a room there's like okay. a big pillar in the way right um shit okay i can get in but i can't get out that's my problem because shit all right brenrose anything yeah, you wanted on. to do <laughs> Uh, we're, we're still at the temple itself, right? You, you guys are done with the temple. You're heading out. Anything you want to do? Um, this particular case. Um, Anywhere you want to go, anything you want to see, or we can skip to someone else. Uh, uh I'm fine. So Okay. And did you see the red button? <laughs> I, did, I did. And did you I see the it. green button next to the red button? That was a cool one. Yeah, yeah, lots of I, buttons. I he gave you one, though, that you can press. Times. It was like yeah. five of them I had to press, and it was really dangerous because I had the big piston that was falling. You did, you did a very good job, though. That button reminded me of the robes of the of the house fast guys that we should probably talk about. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm just saying. How we're going to smash them? If they had their old button, then maybe they could... I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, let's smash them. That's a good idea. Xanner, yeah. make a basic fortitude saving throw for me, please. Oh, that sounds not ominous at all. Uh, 17. 17 is, that may not be ideal. Uh, hold on, double checking, double checking, double checking. With a 17, that is a fail. You hear... Nothing. You experience the pain of 27 points of negative damage. Hey! You, you hear a voice in and a touch on your arm that gives you excruciating pain and a voice in your ear that says, 
found you. You re- reel in pain, Iggy. You're looking around and see there is a guy in the crowd on the street, this busy street on this main thoroughfare, wearing a yellow cloak who has just cast a terrible spell on Xanner and uh, messed him up. Uh, and what would you like to do, Iggy? Oh, there's just one of them that I see. You spend an action quickly looking around. You see there are three there. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick Xanner up and beat feet. You grab Xanner and you start running. Yeah. Okay. You run like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) More magic is blasted your way, uh, Iggy. In particular, uh, let's do some, let's do a level three magic missile, shall we? Oh, perfect. One, two, three, four, five, six magic missiles come flying at you. I rolled one too many. I'll take the last one away. That is 16 plus six, 22 points of force damages. Missile unerringly flies into you. The crowd starts to scream and scatter. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six more magic missiles. Four plus six, 19 points of force damage. Just this hail of blue magic darts unerringly slamming into you, into your back, Iggy, as you run through the crowd holding on to Xanner, you hear the uh, yellow cloaks are there's a bit of confusion from them over there over there as the crowd running everywhere and screams are adding to some chaos Xanner, what do you got ah, bounce looking over Iggy's shoulders he's bouncing down the street Xanner will uh, immediately cast back uh, are all three of them together or are they like crowded you 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 can see only one right now and there's a bunch of people screaming in front of him giving him some cover for sure but you can go for it okay uh xander's gonna throw out his uh, elemental toss just whoosh just just fling into that and real fast all right that's an attack roll make it yeah it's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> Take a hero point. Take one. Bounce the place. Theon himself is walking slowly. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> now is the one. <laughs> I try again. Well, I tried a whole bunch. Uh, twenty. A twenty is a connection. You hit. Yeah. I zap him with a bunch of fire for 17 flame damage. All right. Uh, With your elemental toss, that is a single target. Thank you for not murdering the crowd with a fireball. Uh, (laughs) Boom, you hit him with flame damage, and he is distracted further. Iggy, make a... This is weird. Make a 20-sided die roll and add the average of your athletics and stealth roundup. How's that for weird? (laughs) <laughs> well, we've, that's a complicated math roll right there yeah. yeah we've never done an average roll no you gotta make it fast or they're gonna make another attack uh, 22 22 with a 22 you see more magic missiles coming your way but only half as many Iggy if they take you down you are in trouble Ooh. it is 20 points of force damage slamming into you uh, Xander you had something yeah, so Xander did an elemental toss, which is one action, so he has two other actions. Oh, sure. On his turn, Xander will take off his brooch and stick it to the back of Iggy. Your What's your brooch called? My brooch is called the Brooch of Shielding. 
Oh, right. You put the magic brooch of shielding around you. You're like, Xander, we don't have time for this. And he wraps <laughs> yeah. it around. He's just getting bounced around. You wrap it around. And I just said six magic missiles land into you for 20 more force damage, but they get absorbed. I believe every single one of them Correct. go focused and get sucked right into this brooch. You take no damage whatsoever. Damn, thank you. Very nice. That is cool. Uh, Iggy, I need you to make a nether roll, please. Mm -hmm. Same roll as before. 21. 21. Uh, Make a willpower roll. Willpower save. A 20, total of 20. A total of 20 is not enough. You you sure? It's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> you have failed and you Xander as you're with him you see him duck down into an alleyway holding you carrying you the crowd continuing to run there's some horse that's just racing down past with someone barely in control there's chaos out in the streets and you for some reason look over at uh, uh, Iggy who's right next to your face and Iggy starts chuckling and starts laughing and starts oh, laughing no. and starts laughing laughing and <laughs> <laughs> you have been affected by the spell hideous laughter you lose all your reactions and more importantly you are now slowed one which means of your three actions every turn you're down to just two and you are slowed down you're in an alleyway right now laughing like crazy you don't know why because this is not good and you're racing down the alley you want to change tactics you want to keep running hard what do you want to do is there anywhere to duck is there any doors or anything that i can like duck into yeah there's some thin looking door on a on a in the back alley you can make an athletics roll right now and smash it open with a kick yes just need a 15 or higher you're golden Natural 20? Natural 20. You kick open that door. You smash open another door through that place. Go across another alley. Smash open another door through that place. Somehow I'm picturing Juggernaut from the X-Men third movie. (laughs) You smash through another door, and you are now several alleys down and in a safe spot. And this is some strange pottery shop where there's some old lady there uh, with the little spinning thing, and she's just looking at you very confused. Confused. Oh, is, is, am I still laughing? Yes, you are a hideously <laughs> laughing dwarf. You just smashed your back to a door. Oh, lady, these are beautiful pots. <laughs> they make me laugh for some reason. Can I, uh, how many can I buy? And I put five gold down. Oh, she stops where she, oh, yes, one second, one second. And you are able to hang out there, and you are able to avoid the uh, yellow cloaked guys who have totally lost you in the chaos. Uh, And we are back uh, at the Waterfalls. That was stressful. Bathhouse. Ooh, quick thinking. (laughs) That's not work. Yeah, uh, Reality is at this point, I I don't have a plan that's gonna work. So I'm I'm actually gonna um, cut my losses and and go. Okay. Yeah, because with the guards and everything else, I, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to 
execute a a a, 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 a workable plan. So I'm out. All right. There is no try. There's only do. <laughs> you guys all meet together back at the Elderbrook Estate. Is my assumption is your Ooh. meeting place. And you guys see uh, some of you look a little teary-eyed like Jix. Some of you look a bit more mystical and have unraveled the mysteries of the universe like Brenros. And some of you look like you're just still finding a lot of things unnecessarily funny and out of breath. Mm -hmm. And you all and, uh, be, beat the shit a little. Yeah. Ha <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, How did everybody... <laughs> how did everybody... <laughs> How did everybody's <laughs> missions go? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I was not able to speak with the senator. He was uh, guarded and with somebody else. So um, mm. we can try again. Maybe tail him from there instead of trying yeah. to do it in a uh, place. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you use both of those sneaky steves or just one? Uh, just one. So I still have not. Uh, okay, here. Yeah. It only lasts for the day, right? Though. <laughs> yeah, but you never know what's going to happen in the next twelve hours or however long we have left. Are you going to give him his gold back? He never gave it to me. No, there, there was no exchange. So what? When you guys made a deal with Phineas, because I wasn't there, what was your deal? Because he wanted us to give him all the information we found on the tablet or whatever. Was that part of the deal? That sounded fishy, so I didn't do it. Yeah, well, there was no real talk of, I think, cost. I think that was left somewhat um, open to debate, but that's different than what we were talking about um, with uh, the temple. It was, it was kind of a, 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 a loose agreement. Um, what were we supposed fire. to get? We left him with the shards, but he didn't give us anything. You left him with all the shards? Yeah, yeah. All of that's them? What, that's what he wanted. That's why we got them, right? Well, what did we get? We... Uh, it, it wasn't clear. I guess so to push the buttons. We, <laughs> we, we left with nothing. But I did tell him we would be, come back. I should have asked more questions before going. We're this, fucked, is, this was basically. a good mission. We, we also had a run in with uh, some of those yellow cloaks. Oh. It didn't go. It didn't go very well. I'm kind Shake. of beat up right now. You didn't get a rope. Oh, uh, there were three of them, and uh, I don't think Xanar uh, uh, and myself together could take all three of them on. Renros is pulling magical shards out of Iggy's backside. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, lay on hands for an 18 and there 10 Thank minutes every after. Thank you so much. You just keep doing that. Oh, me too. I'm very, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> Glad he carried you. These are a lot of shards here. You said three did this? <laughs> yeah, we ran. We had to I had to buy a bunch of fucking pottery. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. He's loaded with herbs. 
t-shirts and glasses and welcome to Mirskan and all sorts you of guys, things. You guys well, I'm not birth. just going to throw them away. I mean, I bought them. I can't just throw them away. You guys' birthdays are set for a couple years. <laughs> you give them to Mutter tonight. She'll be, she'll be thrilled. Okay, okay. Uh, Brenner has focused on healing as best he can. Uh, and then uh, I also came across at least some information. Uh, this uh, uh, marker that we saw, the uh, the mantra that was mentioned, I managed to find out specifically the mantra for that. Uh, so we have at least that to go on. <gasps> That's something we could do! I mean, we have a lot of things to do, but... I pretty much remember how to get to the place, I think. I think the first thing you need to do is go back to Mr. Finnish Tumblepot and get um, something in exchange for seven of those blue pills. Charge. Whatever they are. We could do that, but he was wanting the information that was on the tablet you guys found. And after the dream, it just told me about this morning... That didn't sound like shit to just give away willy-nilly, even to somebody who we've had dealings with. Right? I don't know what deal you guys struck. I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Iggy. Um, I think the information that we have is, is he was gonna relatively... Give it to somebody else, and like, who knows... How many hands that's going to pass through? Yeah, I mean, and and these are ancient relics of power. They should not be, who you know, unlikely that whoever's searching for them has good intentions. Um, what, <clears throat> what time of day is it now? Uh, it's noon. Oh, okay. It just uh, holds up the book again, and it's just like the temple also bears some more somber information. Within the temple walls, there is a plaque to our friend Killian. He is honored amongst them. And he's also been writing about us in his diary every night. (laughs) See on page 56. (laughs) Did uh, did you give his plaque an old, like, uh, spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch? (laughs) Proceed. They made me wash my hands when I went in there. That's good. Your hands have been in bad places. <laughs> I mean, Mother makes you wash your hands, too. Why? why? Mm. <laughs> Carol's a mother of sorts. Um, Jix wants to try and map out where this nexus point is. All right, so what are the instructions you guys have? Do you recall? 1.3 miles, miles outside the city. Nope. 1.3 miles west from this marker. No. Nope. 1.3 miles due, due west. west from this marker lies the nexus point. 1.3 miles west by northwest from the nexus point is the vault with the key. The vault lies within the temple of Mansilla. Speak his mantra to open the door. Jake's wants to map that shit. Brenner really right. questions the, the, uh, uh, his error in 
trying to correct Xanner. <laughs> <laughs> and if Xanner, um, I'm sorry, if uh, 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 the, the, the Jix is mapping it, I'm, I think I can cast it on somebody else, no direction, um, so that he knows exactly which way is north, which may be helpful. And mm. N-O direction or K-N-O-W direction? K-N-O-W. K-N-O-W. I like that yeah. one better. It absolutely helps. All right, so you cast a, a, a very defined compass direction spell on Jix. Jix, you get out some paper. You're really good with drawings, right? We know that from your previous <laughs> rabbit drawings. Uh, you start drawing out shapes. You start thinking. You start knowing where different streets are. Uh, and you have a pretty rough idea of where that destination 2.6 miles is. Uh, and it is in the pits. The pits, which is on our Mirskan map, and I think our audience even has that map. I don't know if they can see it. It's just covered, and I can't quite easily show it. Uh, but there is a, uh, it's on the far west-hand side. It is just uh, southwest of the Stumps District. It's in the bad part of Mirskan. There's a black region known as the Pits. And in, these, in this area, there are two pits. And you hope it's not in uh, the deep pit. You hope it is in the wet pit. The wet pit is a 100-foot drop pit that is about, oh, geez. Let me see. 30, 40 feet wide. No, it's more than 100 feet. It's about 150 feet. It's a deep pit. Um, it's got... Uh, it's, it's called the wet pit. It is uh, a garbage pit. Uh, the low-class folks that live there put all sorts of crap down there. Not too far away from that. And sometimes you can actually see through a crack and stuff is what's called the deep pit. That sucker is not known to have a bottom. Uh, I will say that certain people from the low-class district put certain things down there that don't need to ever come back up. Uh, so you and- know whatever we're looking for is going to be in that pit. <laughs> I, guys, I think I know where it's at. <laughs> and I think we're going to find lots of good stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you seem very excited about this. Yeah, I think it's in the pitch. You've got that weird twinkle thing in your eye that you get every time we find poop. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of good shit there. Yeah. Where are we going? It just looks at his map that uh, Jake drew. Is that not near Long Pier? It's kind of, yeah. Buy it. We have a few missions on that side of the city we need to take care of. If we want to. We can make it as a quick stop. We could go to Long Pier. We could go find that guy. Right to the uh, the gang leader, Zerl. Would you share a pit stop? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Take 2d8 points of damage. I just did. <laughs> Mental anguish. <laughs> that was going to be last week's episode, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we are <laughs> continuing to get tied down here in Mirskan, um, when we still have that that final chalice to to deal with. So we do have to, I think, you know, I don't think we can complete all of these tasks. 
Well, if we're going to go into some pits, I'll tell you, Phineas Tumblebot has got a lot of things that have helped us out before. He might even have another, like, like another balloon bag or something. I think it would do us well to talk to Phineas before we go there. Xander then says, watch this. He puts his hand straight down next to him and he exerts a little bit of jet fire out, rises four inches off the ground for the first time ever, then loses control and smashes into a table and breaks a vase here in the Elderbrook estate. <laughs> oh, ow. Oh, you're lucky that wasn't one of my vases. <laughs> What was that? I've been getting ideas. I've been getting so many ideas. You guys don't listen to me. I have thoughts. I have all sorts of plans. What has happened in here? Iggy bought you a new pot. Uh, Yep, right here. He takes the pot, Chumley. He puts it down on the table and scoops up pieces and looks at <laughs> you. And then he hears off in the distance, Chumley, what was that? And then he walks off slowly. Xanar, <laughs> bring your thrusters down to 2%, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great reference. <laughs> Thank you. It's new! Um, yeah, it just was kind of amazed that Xander just flew for a second. Fire <laughs> flew! Fire flew. Is that that science magic shit? Yes! He's got so many ideas! I need a button! <laughs> no comment. No. All right, what, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I think we're going to go pay a visit to Phineas. Okay. You guys head over to Phineas Tumblepot for the second time that day. You uh, pull on the handle outside, you hear a big gong, the big gate door opens up, and Phineas is there with his goggles. His face looks uh, quite a lot like Wiley Coyote tried to catch the Roadrunner with a rocket, and it's blasted back <laughs> with uh, blackened uh, soot. And he says, oh, oh, uh, oh, you're, you're back. All of you are back. Oh, uh, come in, come in. Actually, let's leave the door open and let the smoke come out. Uh, how, how can I help you? Uh, Brenrose stands aside to the door and just peers out. His smoke's wafting out, but he's keeping an eye on Keeping the- an eye, alright. This is a cool moment for a still shot. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wants to have the cool moment. Um, Phineas, we have some ideas! I have so many ideas! But there's one I want to tell you about. We have to go down into a really large pit area. And I need your help to see... I knocked that over. I need your help to see if you might be able to give us some... some some, some more science magic to help us get down and do stuff. Also, I think I can fly! I, I, I'm not sure I heard that correctly, but you needed some science stuff so that you can fly into a pit. Nailed it. Perfect. Um, I, I have I have two things that might be of use. Uh, they come at a steep price of 10 gold each. Uh, one is uh, I have, was able to create. Um, may, 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 uh, <clears throat> yes. Maybe we could do a little barter exchange thing. Okay, I'm up for that. Great. Um, um, how about one for each of the blue things we gave you? 
the Danubrian shards. Right, those. Yeah, you've already given those to me in in return for the information. As a matter of fact, you're still missing some of your payment that's supposed what? to go to the Arcana Society. What, what, what information did we get? In return for getting the from going to wherever this treasure led, you were going to return with a diagram of the location that was found by the sewer workers. You were also supposed to uh, write down anything that you could find that was historical information regarding any any verbiage. But we just we gave the treasure to you. Uh, no, that wasn't the treasure. the The shards were uh, my reward. There was no treasure there. Who said there was treasure? We did. You were there. There was no treasure. Uh, well, there no. was the, the, no. the tablet thing. No. No. Well, I, I mean, not that one, but there was the letter that we found. Nope. Nope. Oh. You're thinking of something else, Xanner, <clears throat> I think. That was the day before we found the letter. Is this one of those times I'm confused yes, again? Yes, it is. <laughs> Make a deception roll, Jix. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's uh, I'm gonna You want to hear a point? I got a special uh, got, birthday one. Okay. Oh, there we got it. Uh, there natural go. 20. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hero point. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I think we can certainly arrange that. I would I would feel bad uh, that our newfound relationship would get off on a, on a bad foot at all. I'm um, sh- sorry for the misunderstanding and stuff, but yeah, there, there was nothing there. It was a bad lead. You got uh, what you wanted, but we didn't really get, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you say that a lot. Let's find, uh, <laughs> let's find, let's find something here. And he starts going into a chest and throwing stuff out and weird bear traps and all sorts of things. Opens up another chest and some strange white whip thing just goes, <laughs> he stuffs it back down and goes over to another chest. Says, let's see, vertical, vertical, vertical. Goes to a wall that has little plastic things labeled just like the uh, Mythbusters has inside their place. He's got all sorts of things. And he finally says, ah, yes, of course, I've got some vertical things for you here. Uh, I've got uh, one, two, one, two, three, four um, items for you. Uh, here, he throws a backpack at Jix to replace the one you lost, an emergency balloon. He throws at Jix a small handheld harpoon thing that is another grappler that was given to someone. I can't remember who. Oh, Brenrose? Brenrose has it. Uh, But now you have one, Jix. He then uh, throws a section of wrapped up metal uh, linked chains around some bars and throws that to you, Jix, and says, you can deploy that uh, and it will create a a long ladder, um, uh, some 60 feet long, um, that'll then be locked in place and uh, give you uh, quite some vertical uh, access. And number four? Number four, he says, uh, uh, it's a bit uh, on the experimental side, and he throws you a slightly larger backpack. This is a super emergency balloon. It deploys faster. It uh, climbs much faster. However, it still has the one fatal flaw of no means of getting back down. 
That one, right. 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 There you are, my friends. This is great. <clears throat> Thank you. You need to teach me your ways. I must know how to do things. Oh, I might be able to have some sort of uh, apprenticeship, perhaps. Uh, oh. Your your father can uh, send some money my way, and we can oh. arrange uh, an apprenticeship. You're a little older than usual, but I think something could happen. Do you, do you need to talk to my father? Is that, well, that's, is that that's, important? That's how most apprenticeships happen. You ah. will stay here. I will provide a cot. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere between three to four years, and then you can become a journeyman, <laughs> and then probably five to ten years, depending on how well you do, obviously. And if you take orders well and are very calm and don't touch anything you're not supposed to, then we can move on to perhaps some mastership after that. You say years? <laughs> yes. Your campaign has downtime, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not. I, no. I can do this. <laughs> and no buttons. <laughs> no buttons for five five years. No. Uh, now, now that we've done that exchange, uh, I believe it was Jix. Yes. Ah. Uh, you had the information for my friend. I would be really uncomfortable if he kind of set all of this up for both of us and I don't I, give him anything in return. Sorry, slipped my mind. Um, just give me, yeah, um, it's all in here to keep it safe, you know, like, you know. All right, here. And he gives you a paper and a quill and ink. Perfect. Chicks writes down <laughs> completely like erroneous map. An erroneous map. He said, and what was, uh, there were some words the sewer workers said. We, he, uh, my friend needed the, what were the words that were there? Right. Um, um, yes. Um, it was, um, um, what was it? Um, mantra was power oh, oh. to the people. <laughs> um, no, no, it wasn't that one. Um, Jix is scrolling through his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through my list of, uh, of ancient writings. Take your time. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I think it's this one. Um, it's, okay, you ready? Yes. There's a little bit of a tune to it. A tune. <laughs> um, I, I've got the right stuff, baby. To make your crap, your pants a little. No, no, not that one. Um, it's a, um, oh, here we go. Nope, nope, that one has splooge in it. It's not that one. Um, oh, I remember. Uh, the magic word was... You ready? It was... Open says me. Open says me. All Open right. Open says me. The accent's on the me. Uh, of course. Well, uh, write that down, and I'm grateful. Grateful. You guys are good friends. Get it, he takes uh, yeah. it, blows on it, rolls it up, and puts it in a little scroll case. I will deliver it to this Arcana Society immediately, and I wish you well on your adventure into your climbing spelunking. Yeah, we're expecting some good things. And come back this weekend, uh, Xander, and we will begin possibly your apprenticeship. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. And you guys head out. Where are you going? Xander, is that a cave behind you? But we, right there? Yes. 
foreshadowing and <laughs> <didn't know> it. <laughs> I just um, it was in my dreams. I guess we're heading to the pit, the wet pit. Are we doing okay. that or we going to the trade warehouse? Like, yeah. Do we know when that like deal thing was supposed to go down at the trade trade warehouse? I don't think we do. Nope. That was a week ago. <laughs> nope. So where are you headed? What you guys want to do? Someone I jump think we in. Go try to find Zerl. Yeah. <laughs> or do we just yes. chase the chalice? We, we, we're you guys. We're the champions of the Great Wolf. Okay, so we've had some setbacks. We've done some things, but we need to make sure this place is ready. Eandemore is counting on us. The Great Wolf himself is counting on us. We can't just go. Sir Brenners, I know your cups are super fancy. And I know you really, really need them because you got to get rid of them. But we're here. We got to do this. And the Nexus key might be a really cool thing to do if we do it, but we got to make sure the place is ready for the king. Or it won't work for anybody. We got to talk to Greer, and we got to take out the house Nakor. I still think it's a great idea to make the houses fight each other and think that one caused the other one to get things started. We can pretend to be house Vass, then pretend to be house Nakor, and then make them fight each other. It's a good idea! Everyone in the streets just standing around. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, that seems reasonable, yes. I need a parrot cover for Xanarin. <laughs> you, sir, you agree with me, right? So do, aren't you tired of being under the thumb of House Vass? And you, sir, you do not want to be controlled by the Senate any longer. Everyone with me! Trouble with a capital T that rhymes with P and that stands for pool! <laughs> oh, we got trouble! Oh, oh, we got trouble! <laughs> Oh, I'll break out Music Man as well. I'm there. (laughs) We got to do this. Let's go talk to Zerl. We're talking to Zerl then. All right. Xander's impassioned speech moves the group. You guys head out. You go across town and try to stay out of the main thoroughfares uh, for concern of being picked up by House Avas agents and make your way to the Long Pier District, which is also not visible on the map. I need to move my map somehow. Uh, it is on the far <laughs> west-hand side of the city. You go down a uh, wide road into a lower tier of the city is where this is located. The Long Pier on the southern side, it's a long district that crosses the whole western side of the, the, the city. The southern side has uh, access to the big bridge and, uh, a, and the other district on the other side where a lot of caravans come through. You guys are headed up north walking through there are tons of docks there are lots of big tall ships small ships you pass by uh not one not two but three different huge ships that are being constructed there's big cranes moving around big sections of wood and lots of activity and action there are tons of warehouses and carts and wagons this is a huge hive of activity mirskan is one of the if not the largest port on the western side of varen um, Iggy stops at one point and just looks off at the ocean on off in the distance. And you know, far beyond the horizon are the Thousand Isles where you've yeah. done some of your time as a young dwarf, as a sailor, and think back to some of your escapades there. 
The uh, area smells, has that docky smell of fish and water. Uh, there are, again, lots of sounds of activity. It's about one o'clock in the afternoon. You ask around a little bit and can easily find out about uh, this fellow, Zarl. And they let you know he is at a tavern called the Capstan, uh, way up north in Long Pier. You guys make your way there. At this uh, tavern you approach, it is essentially a very rickety dock with misshapen boards uh, on very rickety stilts. And on it, uh, that you go out maybe 40 feet and out there is a tavern of wood that's very dilapidated that is also on stilts. Each step you take to get out there is creaky. Uh, you see these stilts are covered in green algae and barnacles and you approach this place called the capstan you walk inside it smells just as weird and reeky inside as did out very musty there are several tables here there are a bunch of sailors maybe six uh, that definitely you can identify Iggy as sailors who are uh, having a good time in late afternoon drinking there's a bartender who looks really grumpy in the middle <laughs> of this tavern there's no room for anything above it's just a drinking place in the middle of this tavern is an actual capstan and that is the uh, it's almost like a ship's wheel it's the big uh, uh, round section with big beams that stick off that they can move around to get ropes to move very quickly one way or the other um, they've got that in the middle of the room and you can see on the far side of the room as the six of you armed folks come in there are two uh, thug looking guys with swords and leather armor and then there's a metal armored guy with a sword out on the table who is a half orc who kind of snarls in your direction even though he's like 50 feet away wondering who the hell you are Sildren just tosses him a wink <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, your wink is only at 30 feet you gotta do extend <laughs> wink I have reached <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> <clears throat> You think that's the guy? They all seem very friendly. That's the piece of shit for sure. Look at him. Okay! Xander starts walking up to him. Okay, you walk uh, up. Um, Too late, Xander's there! <laughs> Xander, you walk up to the uh, table. The guy. You want to roll initiative you. now, or...? <laughs> <laughs> You see, he is a, uh, 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 a bit bloodied. His nose looks bloodied, and he's got big bruises under his eyes and around his nasal cavity. He has taken some damage recently, for sure. He spits on your shoes, on your boots, Xanner. What do you want? I want to make sure that you and I are living in the right life. We're doing the right thing at the right place for the right time and the right people. You and I need to talk. Talk about what? Talk about how crappy this place is, how horrible this entire city's been, and how you should be king of this place. Well, not king, but certainly a lot better off than what these senators have been. I agree. I should be king. But who the hell are you? You better speak up now before we slit your throat. I don't care how many idiots you have standing on the other side, 60 feet away. No, I follow. I, it, it, the mention of slitting throats, Iggy saunters <laughs> over. All right. I'm looking for Zarl. Is that you? 
Yeah, I mean, I would imagine we, I mean, we're not standing on the other side of the. I know Sir Brenro says that's all he does when he walks into a establishment, <laughs> stand by the oh, freaking door. It's like having ADA, you know, there's no accessibility for heavy armor and moving around. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's also, he's a bit concerned. This place creaks when he steps. He knows there's nothing but seawater underneath <laughs> him in his metal armor. Uh, right. Sildren's moving up with Eggy. Okay. It just so goes to the bar. All right, Jix. Um, Jix. Yeah, he hangs. He hang, he goes up with the group to where okay, Xander Jix is, is with the hangs, group. Hangs in the back. I'm gonna speak plain because that's what you want. We're champions of the Gray Wolf. We're here to make sure that the Senate no longer t- runs this town. We're gonna take down some of these houses a, a peg or two. We think that you could benefit from this very greatly. We want to get you involved. I have no idea what the hell you are talking about. You're not Zarl, are you? (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'm Zarl. Who the hell are you? I'm Xanner. I'm a champion of the Grey Wolf. I don't know who that is. You're starting to piss me off. You don't need to be pissed. I'm just letting you know, we want to make sure that you get on the right side. Ah, no, 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 I get it now. You're working for this gray wolf, right? Right, and you're going to think you can move in on my territory. This pier here is mine. I go up north to the Red Warehouse, and I'm down south past the Double Taverns. That's my territory. If you think you're moving in, you got another thing coming. Does chicks have any um, city lore that could apply to the situation? Like You need to tell me what it is. Knowing, does he... Does he know who this guy is and like kind of what his story is? Yeah, make a Mirskon lore of 30. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. You can mm-hmm. do it. Not Nobody that way. Won. Not quite. Right. Okay. Xander reaches into his pouch and pulls out a plaque. He grabs his sword and keeps it close as you reach into your pouch. Pulls out a platinum. Sets it down in front of him. You're not buying me off that easy. I'm not trying to buy you off at all. I'm trying to talk to you. That's for my time. Can I get five minutes for that? Yeah. That's a lot of combat rounds. (laughs) (laughs) There are four houses that we know about up in this city that are causing this place to go to ruin. The Senate is in their pocket. We don't think that's right. The Grey Wolf is the rightful King of Navarre. He's coming back. And we want to make sure that it works out for him. We're not moving in. We're cleaning up. Your place is yours. Frankly, it's a little small. You can get it bigger. But I need your help to take down these houses and make sure that this place runs better. 
I'm not touching anything with any houses. You get houses on you, you're dead. I've already run into them today, and look at this. He points to his face. I want nothing to do with you and your stupid houses, and I don't know anything about any senates. What happened to your face? How Summerall do that to you? How Summerall? No. No, no, no. I had a, 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 I had a bit of a problem today. So I'd appreciate no more problems. What was your problem? Maybe we can solve it. How can you solve my problem? Well, it seems like you're a little light around here with muscle. We have more than enough in our group here. What problem do you have? I had an, I, I had some idiot come by. And he definitely had one of those little uh, uh, silver braids in his hair that's of that uh, house Nacor. And he came in asking about something, didn't like what I told him, and, and punched me till I, till, I, till I told him whatever he wanted to hear. So I want out of this. What, information, this is your game. what information was he looking for? He was asking about someone who uh, was uh, making his way to a ship. Uh, and he asked about him if I had seen the fellow, and I told him I had. And he punched you because you had seen him? No, he punched me because I wouldn't tell him. And then he punched me, and then I told him. And now you're trying to say you want me to get involved with this? I'm not getting involved with this. I told him about his man and what I saw, and that's it. We don't need you involved, but we do need some information. And why should I tell you anything? There's that platinum on the table, and we might be able to be in a position to dole out some punishment to the man that did that to your face. All right. No skin off my back, then. What do you want? What? Who was the Who was the person that uh, you were talking about, and what ship? I don't know. Uh, I don't know who the man was. <laughs> Tell what me. are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know who the man was. <laughs> Uh, but he was wearing a traveling cloak, but you could tell he was no sailor. He had really fancy clothes on underneath. Hell, we were going to roll him ourselves, uh, but then we saw a pack of gnomes grab him and take him away. And that's what I told this guy. Uh, he said, where's where's my friend? And uh, have you seen this guy? And you know this area. And uh, I told him after this. I told him these gnomes came and took his buddy away, and uh, we've seen uh, those gnomes before, and we just decided to go drinking instead. And, where, and where have you seen the gnomes before? They've been hanging out at uh, that uh, Madison warehouse just down the pier. They grabbed this dude and took him off. We didn't want to get in the middle of it. Okay. What do you know about the warehouse? Well, uh, it's been closed for about a month, and we've uh, we're thinking of uh, uh, pinching something from there. And uh, we, this was a couple weeks ago, and that's when we first saw these uh, ugly-looking gnomes there. And uh, my uh, my fourth guy, he got killed by him, so we leave that place alone. All right, fair enough. That doesn't sound like gnomes. You're probably right. Xanner. 
You, you're you're a half orc, right? You look you look like you're a little orcish there. Yeah. And you let you let you let a pack of gnomes push you around. What are you saying? I I mean, jicks, jicks. Let it let sleeping dogs lie. Can I do you one more thing? He looks at you. Sildren, can you heal this guy? Xander's trying to give his very smug, like, leadership face. All right. Like, like, like he doesn't even make eye contact with Sildren. Like, waves over like he's seen someone do that before. No, no, I don't want no one touching me with any bandages. I'm good. I'm good. He'll be fine in a couple days. It's not It's not that bad. He's tough. Uh, Sildren will cast uh, just a level one heal just from, you know, where, where, where he is. All um, right. So, you know, that, the, the, the spring breeze. Yeah. Well, you might've done something. I can smell a little bit better. Indeed. It was a summer's eve douche. (laughs) Well, if there's nothing else. Zoral, thank you for your time. You're not too bad for a, for a half orc. He doesn't say anything, but he scoops up that platinum piece as you guys head out. I'm surprised Iggy's so nice to a half orc. You hate orcs. Yeah, that's true. You're the most diplomatic one of that whole group. (laughs) I know. It's very strange. Uh, You guys head out then? Yeah. Okay. You walk out of that place down the creaky, thin little dock thing uh, and are back on the solid pier. And the solid pier of Long Pier, by the way, is made of stone all the way along. Uh, it's really nice old construction. Jixon, you know where this warehouse is? Matt- Madison Warehouse? Yeah, yeah. I think I know where it's at. Xanner, if we need to do some damage to some gnomes, are you going to be all right? Yeah, I can figure it okay. out. Okay, you probably guys, not gnomes, though. You guys head over there. You uh, the Rain starts to really pick up and uh, pour down on you guys as you make your way along the pier. You head towards Madison Warehouse. There are a couple carts that go by overloaded with crates and barrels lashed down, um, but there's not a ton of activity as you head over towards the place. Jix points it out. It's... Um, uh, and uh, a two-story warehouse of some size. There is uh, an old dilapidated broken down wagon with one wheel busted outside of it. And again, lots of rain coming down. What do you guys want to do? Um, um, if we get pretty close, Santa's going to detect magic outside the door. Okay, so you're walking up to the door and casting detect magic. Is that right? Correct. Okay, you cast Detect Magic, and you detect magic. It works! Mm. There's magic in here, you guys! Uh, let's uh, keep walking around the building and, and take a take a quick look around. Okay, you guys look around the building. It has a big, huge set of doors uh, that faces the water. Uh, that that are massive, that can let a lot of cargo in and out. It has side doors on the right and left. It has no windows on the bottom floor, but it does have a wide, short but wide windows up on the second floor, several of those up there. Um, Very flat top, and yeah. 
You know, you get there's a couple again, some uh, dock workers that go by, uh, but they don't pay you much attention. They said it was closed um, for a long time, but are there any? Uh, is there any light coming from the windows? Or does it just seem like anybody's there at first glance. Uh, looking from down below, looking yeah. up, you do see some light coming through the windows. Okay. So, what's the plan? Kick the door in, see what's going on. Or we knock on the door nicely and try to talk our way in. Me, or some of us some of us knock on the door and talk our way in while the other rest of us sneak in. <laughs> I can do that. And shunk, an arrow for seven points of damage pierces, pierces Idrisil's side as someone has just hit you, Idrisil. You uh, try to find some quick cover with minus five. You are hit again uh, for 10 points of damage and a third shot is fired and that one misses and hits the wall next to you. Two hit, a third uh, goes wide. You still, you look around, you can see there is a small shack, some sort of tool shed, maybe 60 feet away. The door is slightly open and there's some strange archer sniper dude. You can see the just the, the his hand and the uh, edge of the bow from the darkness shooting. What do you guys want to do? Unpray quick draw. Hunt Prey is done. Quick draw. You have your bow out and you can fire a shot if you'd like. He said it was 60 feet away, Christopher. 60 feet. Uh, yep. I'm going to go ahead and... Sorry. Find my right weapon. Uh, with 27. 27 is a hit. What's your name? Yeah. Nice. That's 14 points of 14 damage. is a hit. You have one action left. Uh, I'm going to do a haunted shot. And I'm going to attack him twice. Good. Go for it. Holy moly! That's a 28 and a 27 to hit Holy moly! Those are good rolls. Uh, Were those... That was an attack two and attack three. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Roll your damage on those hits. That's eight points and 12 points of damage. All right. You have slain your target as you see a hand and bow collapse outside the darkness of the warehouse. Yeah, it's, you you said it's raining, day. right? Yep. So it's raining, and I'm looking up at the windows to see, and I just threaten the thigh without removing my hood or anything. I just... <laughs> And I just yeah, it's nail just, three shots yeah. go flying into this narrow window spot and drop. This uh, attacker drops. Nice. The rest of us are still just kind of like looking around, trying to like yeah, get our bearings. How do we? <laughs> does the door? Yeah, right, we don't even yeah. notice. Uh, yeah, I just call out, Seldrin, Brenros, on me. Anyone else who wants to come too? But you know, okay. yeah, this is the first names I thought of. <laughs> uh, you three head over towards the shack. You uh, kick the bow out of the way, and you see it's a small shack, and only one guy. He is dead inside with three arrows, center mass chest. <laughs> uh, it is a guy wearing some uh, slightly nicer looking leather armor. He's got uh, a kind of a whitish ponytail in the back that is wrapped up in a uh, silver color. A piece of cloth. Um, bum, 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 bum. Jix pokes his head in there, and Jix, you recognize that as uh, a, that means you're a member of House Nakor. This guy's, uh, this guy's from Nakor. We should be careful. He's been murdered. 
<laughs> so, so, so we got we they got said, Vash after us, and and how should no, Nakor was watching more. this. Nakor was watching this warehouse, right? This guy just may not have liked uh, us hanging around. Perhaps. Drenro well, uh, steps that, back yeah. and looks at uh, uh, looks at Idrisel and. You're you're not wearing any of the other house garb. They just took a shot at you for some reason. They probably still know who we are at this point. I think uh, children or or Idrisil. Don't you want to one one you guys um, take this guy's clothes, stand guard in his place, and wait for your uh, your relief to come. I mean, they're bound to send someone to, to relieve this guy sooner or later. That or we just kick the door down and burn this place to the ground. Yeah. Are we sure we want to do that? No, but we should see what's... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> on the warehouse over and over. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, so 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 nice to have Xander supporting that. It's like <laughs> Burn it down. Let's go. Um, Idrisil will ask everyone um, if we, I guess, if we want to go back to the to the door. Um, so are we doing this um, with stealth, or it looks like the uh, element of surprise is going to be lost on us? Well, you surprised him pretty good. I don't think this one got a chance to get off any warning. Well, if he was watching, someone else could be. I'll stand here for now. I'll come Brynros in in a few minutes. A dramatic pose as he scans the skyline. No, Sir Brynros reaches over and just checks and pulls the guy's walkie-talkie <laughs> off to make sure he <laughs> Hans! <laughs> um, no, I'm going to... I'll stay here. And your white knight. <laughs> I'll I'll stay here for now, um, and I am going to take Jix's advice and uh, I guess hide the body um, if there's like a a curtain or a shack or a tent or anything of any kind. Absolutely, he is three quarters yeah. inside a shack. Um, yeah. I'm going to do that and I'm going to take off my armor real quick and just put on the top layer of his. Okay. Armor, and I'm just going to stand there. All right. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, Does there seem to be any responding commotion? Either someone up looking down at our position that seems to be great question about absolutely no motion or response in any way. Yeah, I handled it pretty quickly. (laughs) I don't. Jix wants to start heading. He heads over towards the front door. The big front doors. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll go with them. Yep, yeah. Seldon too. Then. And this is Maybe like there's mid- magic. This is mid afternoon, right? Uh, this is around three o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Well, well, Lots of rain coming this, down. What is this about magic? What magic? What's wrong with the magic? I detected magic there. There's magic. Bad magic. Granted, not my magic. I don't think uh, we should go through the door. How do you want? What do you? How do you want to proceed then? Leave it alone. Leave this door alone. Xander seems very uh, uh, against going uh, to the door and messing with the door. 
Unless we could maybe dispel it, or it, I don't know if it's a trap or if it's just sealed or what, or if it's, you know, a maybe, light. Maybe not all of us go to the door. Maybe some of us look around and look for a different way in, while the rest of us knock on the door and create a distraction or diversion. <gasps> it's like you said my name. Xander uh, runs over to the front door. All right, Xander's at the front door. Renros is going to the side to try to find a window to stare into. Brenros, there are windows on all four sides, but they are all on the second story. Is there any easy way up to the second story? There are some crates that are stacked up next to the walls. Yeah, you can kind of do something there. If Somebody tackle that gnome and give me just a moment. <laughs> and then Iggy's got Xanner by the by the scruff. Holy yeah. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. We've been a good team today. We've been a good team today, but just slow down. Children, you had something? Yeah, I'm gonna um, hop up on the crates and try and get a vantage looking in through the Don't window. Don't we have a bird? Yeah, but she's <laughs> <laughs> she's tired of getting murdered. Where has the bird been? <laughs> She's around. She's, she's around. She's still in the bathhouse enjoying herself. <laughs> she's still in the wall. Like, ah! yeah, she's stuck in the wall. Stuck he didn't unmeld her. <laughs> oh, that would be horrific. Uh, no, I, I mean, she can only convey so much. So. Uh, Plus, yeah. she flies a, into a the glass all the time. Yeah. Than nothing. <laughs> All right, Sylvan, you climb up a box, a couple crates. You're able to look through a window into the second uh, floor of this warehouse and see there is no second floor. You are looking down into the (laughs) warehouse. Right. Uh, There are several lamps uh, on that are uh, burning oil lamps, and it's relatively lit up inside. You see there are a bunch of big crates and small crates stacked kind of haphazardly. You can see just inside the front door. Ah, make a perception roll. Perception roll. Roll, please. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and use point? two hero points on what that. What did you roll? What no, no, no. Uh, I rolled a natural one. one. Okay. Only use one. Let me and use a birthday I feel point. like this is probably important. About a total of 30. <laughs> That's a big difference from <laughs> a natural one. With a total of 30, you spot some exacting details. You see just inside the front door, there is a damaged uh, and a kind of flipped over desk and chair. There is a, uh, a body lying on the floor in a pool of blood. Uh, yeah, the lighting I said was good. That body with a freaking 30 uh, is of a guy wearing a um, simple traveling cloak, but he's got some really nice boots on that you can see. Right. You can also see several shapes moving around in different areas. There's two or three shapes over here. There's one shape over there and one shape over there. They are all... Uh, gnomish looking creatures but they are not gnomes they are gnomes but have longer necks and slightly longer ears and make a nature roll for me uh, Sildren it's going to be embarrassing if I don't make this natural oh, 20 yay! 
30 centimeters. My druid knowledge is wow. working hard for me. Wow. Uh, you identify these creatures as spriggans. In particular, they are short uh, deviations of gnomes. You've run into these before in your past. Long ago, when the races were forming, they were gnomes, but they lost their sense of curiosity. They lost their sense of humor and joy, and they became very focused and very grim creatures. Uh, so they are spriggans. Uh, they're, again, very gnomish, but longer features. They are uh, violent. You see they are all armed. Armed and you got a freaking natural 20, huh? Jeez, jeez, jeez. All right, do you want to know their armor class, their best saving throw, their number of hit points, or their special ability? Choose one. Special ability. Special ability of Spriggans is when you hit them, they can react and they can grow in size uh, and they morph into big, allowing them to do more damage, but it doesn't last long. Uh, that's your experience with them. You see there are about a half dozen of these Spriggans that are, there are some that are just screwing around and opening up crates. There's two or three that are actually fighting each other with their weapons. Uh, and then there is a larger leader Spriggan who is messing around with a uh, satchel on the far side. You can barely see him. It looks very uh, claustrophobic in there. Lots of crates, uh, hard to maneuver around. You look back down at your friends like okay this is gonna be interesting and we will stop there for tonight so thank you everyone for checking us out uh, again you can find us on twitch.tv slash inglorious parts also join us at ingloriousparts.com where you can join us on the discord server uh, and uh, we have a ton of bonus content uh, on our patreon.com slash inglorious parts Right after this, we're going to record the after show for the episode. We got a ton on there. Uh, and thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Thank you, guys.